Here we go. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And on this episode, I put something together and told Dave about it, and he was like, yeah, let's just do it. And so I came prepared, and he didn't. And... And we'll see which one is better at the end. So uh, yours will be better. I'll tell you right now. Um, I, 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 you were like, this is what we're talking about. And I'm like, I don't have any idea how I would put something like that together. So we're just going to do it. So I had the idea. I'm lazy. Since Dave and I are both a preaching, a preaching, a pre- <laughs> uh, yeah, I can talk really goodly today. Um, I, we are both approaching the half-century mark, and Duh. so I was like, hey, you know, we've learned a lot of stuff in our lives. Yeah. Sometimes we've been, had to been beat over the head to learn it, but we've learned it. And so I was like, I got an idea. Let's do our top 25, or let's do our, tw- not top, but our 25 things that changed our lives in some way b- before we were 25. Okay. And uh, and then we were like, well, maybe thirty. I don't know. We'll figure it out something in there. But definitely yeah, from, from we'll, at least we'll decades back, out, yeah. you know, a couple of you know a while back, you know, type stuff. Uh, it's scary to think that twenty five was over two decades ago, and that's. <laughs> Are you trying to force a depression hey, upon me? We both have birthdays coming up here before not too long, so. Yeah, uh, I think mine's first though. Isn't nope. It? No, yours is first. Yeah, you never remember my birthday. I don't. I'm and you terrible. know why? You know why you don't remember your birthday? Because I don't ever tell anybody. That's why. <laughs> I think I actually put it in my my calendar have, at one you know? point it, just um, to try to remember it. So anyway, uh, yeah, actually, mine's this month. So um, oh, is it? What yeah, th- what day? I'm not saying. You're not saying it on the air. No. Oh. So um, it is one of those things that you know that that big milestone is quickly approaching for both of us. Um, I evidently did not put it in my calendar. Well, there you go. Mm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of go through these twenty five things, and it can be anything. <clears throat> That's what you know, like I, I sat last night, and it, honestly, I started making lists, and it took me maybe fifteen minutes. I mean, honestly, because it was one of those things. I kind of went down the line of like, okay, what are things that had a profound effect on me? Sure, you know, one way or another. It didn't all have to be good. Some sometimes you learn more from the bad stuff than you yeah. do from the good stuff, you know. Um, so I, uh, I, I have my. I, do you want me to start? Yeah. All right. That way, I kind of have an idea of what I'm shooting for here. All right. I, I, I just numbered. I didn't put them in any kind of order. Um, the first thing I'm going to go with it. I'll go with on my list here because I'm looking back at it. This is probably the first thing on my list. Well, I know even chronologically, this is the first thing on my list that really had a profound effect on my life. And still to this day, and it's a song. Okay. okay. It's the song Rainbow Connection from the Muppet movie. Oh, it's a good song. It is a wonderful song. And I remember as a little, because <clears throat> the Muppet movie came out in 79, 78, 79. I should know this off the top of my head. I was... It was before 1980. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, I knew the Muppets, you know, from Sesame Street and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. But I remember that opening with Kermit sitting in the swamp playing his banjo yeah. and singing this song. And even at that young age, knowing that I was hearing something that was masterful. Yeah. And that was sweet and poignant and... Quite honestly, it's one of those songs that even now 
if you catch me on the right day, I will shed a tear listening to it. You know, I mean, it oh, just, yeah. there's something about it, you know? And, um, it's one of those things that I have heard many renditions of it over the year. Many different, one of my favorites being the me first and the gimme gimme's doing their punk yeah. rock version of it. And, but I do still love that, that, um, at Kermit the Frog, where you know, it's Jim Henson oh, doing yeah. it, which is something that we'll never hear again. Yeah. I mean, obviously we can listen to the recordings and that kind of stuff, but it's also one of those things that if you ever just need a good cry, go on YouTube and look up Jim Henson's funeral. Yeah. Because Big Bird comes in. It, it, it's Carol Spinney in the Big Bird costume. Yeah. Comes in and sings that song. And I'm telling you, the strongest men in the world will not make it through that oh, song yeah. without sobbing. So, so. I've I watched it once and that was enough for I me. I know. That's, I'm kind of like, I, this is one of those things you put back in the box. And if I just have to have something to give me a good cry, this is what I go to. Yeah. So, so. so that's my first one is the Rainbow okay. Connection. So. All right. I just got to see where we're going with this. So my first one will probably be... Of course, you know, I've talked about we've I've moved around quite right. a bit. And this is before we had ever moved anywhere. We were still living in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And one year for Christmas, my grandmother, my mom's mom, gave me my first drum kit. Nice. Now it was one of those, you know, little you know, you'd get it at Sears. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like a um it's like a first year remember. or yeah, something I can't like what that. It's called, but yeah. But it's got you know, it had it had like a little snare drum and it had a kick drum and it had a couple toms and it had like some tin cymbals and all that. But Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking I, about. So. And it was like this psychedelic like pink and purple swirl nice. type thing. And I was hooked. I was hooked instantly. I played those things until the heads broke on them and they pulled the, they had it so you could pull the rims off mm-hmm. and you could order new heads. But what they did is they um, put a piece of cardboard there and then masking taped over them mm. and built them up stronger. So they had no tone whatsoever, right. but they lasted because, well, let's admit it, I'm a bit of a heavy hitter. <laughs> you, you do hit hard on the drums. And it's not like I'm really trying, it just kind of happens. So. Yeah, that that first drum kit, man, I had that thing forever. I played it forever. Uh, I wish I knew where it was at now. Yeah, that there there are definitely uh, some stuff like that. Online yeah, where I'm like, I wish I knew where it was now. You know, um, in that same vein, sure. I one of the things I have on here is guitar. Okay, because um, I didn't start playing guitar until I was like 15. All you right, know, it yeah. was a So when I was 15, that would have been like 1989. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was 1989. And, you know, of course, the hair bands were huge at the time and that kind of stuff, you know. <clears throat> and that was a lot to do with it, you know, like seeing all those music videos you know, and watching MTV and being like, no, I want to do what those guys do and, you know, that kind of stuff. But also liking other stuff besides just the hair bands, yeah. you know, and, and, and the other metal bands that I liked, you know, <laughs> the real metal bands, you know. Uh, but it was one of those things that that was a... You don't remember what kind of guitar it was. I do. I still have my guitar. I still have it. Oh, do you? It is a Gibson Epiphone uh, acoustic. Oh, nice. First guitar. I still have it. Um, Mid-80s. Okay. Still playing the Dreadnought. You know, it doesn't have the cutaway, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Still still sounds great. I mean, it, it, it has sounded great from day one. I mean, I've had many people over the years kind of 
hey, if you ever want to sell that guitar, I'm like, I'm never selling this guitar. This <laughs> yeah. is the guitar I learned to play on. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, but it's one that's of those not things. the one that you uh, play in the. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. That's that's one I picked up a few years ago. Uh, but it's one of those that it's not just it's not that guitar. It's learning to play that instrument because I have yeah. taken piano lessons prior and me as too. much as much as i i i now really wish i had learned to play piano, me too i didn't have a very good teacher for one thing and for another i didn't quite have the well let's put it this way it's not that i didn't have the discipline to sit down and play it's just that i wasn't learning anything that excited me to learn to play and also the fact that she was very by the book and when i say by the book it's read you read music you blah 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 and i would sit there on the piano and be like no that's not right that's not right that okay there it is you know type yeah, stuff. i was you kind of playing start, by ear a little bit i was yeah i was picking it up you know that type of stuff and she was not ha- she was not having that <laughs> so it was well i get the point of that I get you gotta learn too, the foundations but, but it's also kind of one of those I, you can do both so i also took piano lessons i actually had a really super great teacher uh, mainly because she was also my cousin there you go. and she was super talented herself and i wish i had I didn't have the dip, discipline to sit down and, you know, practice. practice. Yeah, I know. And I would get into a lot of trouble because, you know, mom was paying for these lessons. Oh, I know. And you I better know. get over there and practice for this. Oh, and, I know. I know. Believe and me. And evidently I had some talent at it, but I just didn't keep at it. And right. now I wish, you know, I had. Well, it's never too late, you know. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's funny now even because, you know, I, I just a couple of years ago reacquired a piano. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. one in my house for a long time, and I really got to the point where I missed having it around, even though I don't play that much. But I will sit down and pick out stuff from time to time. A lot of it's just applying the knowledge I have from playing guitar yeah. to, okay, what's this? And I started teaching myself, you know, like the chord inversions and stuff, you know, because I'm like, all right, I know what these notes are. I know where they're supposed to be. I can I can figure these out, you know. Okay. And yeah. so I started kind of, oh, that's, okay, that that's it. Oh, that's a G also. Okay, that, I get that. This is the, you know. And, and that's so, part of why I wish I had stayed with it because I don't have the strength in the music theory that I wish I yeah. did. I, it, it's well, again, all, it's all rhythm patterns for me because from where right. I played drums so many years. Right. And, um, honestly, I'm, I'm really struggling trying to learn how to play that bass that I bought <laughs> a while back. Yeah, I'm going to have to learn how to play bass or get better at playing bass now since Barry gave me one. Yeah. <laughs> that was so, I was like, man, thanks, Barry. I love it. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, that reminds me, I just, uh, I don't have it yet, but I have it on layaway. I found a bass head. So, oh, did you? Yeah, it's an orange little bass. Oh, nice. I know. I went over to the pawn shop over here a couple uh, last week. And I walked in and I was asking, Do you have any bass amps? He's like, I got this orange crush back here. And I'm like, Hmm. And he brought it out. And sure enough, I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> it's like I can't I can't pay for it all right now, but let me put it on layaway and I'll come back and you know whatever. Yeah. So that means I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get a cab to go with it. But it's I was like, No, nah, dude. Let me have this because it was about half the price. Wow, brand new. So, anyway, I know that's kind of getting off on a tangent here, but yeah. So guitar yeah. was guitar was my second one. What's yours? Okay. Um. By the way, I love pawn shops when it comes to buying music equipment. So <laughs> you got to be at the right place you at do. the right it's, time. It's not. Though. It's not a just go in and oh, I'm gonna you know. It's yeah. You have to go in and like yeah. You, sometimes you have to go in multiple times before you find something, but. I've been I've I've bought a ton of equipment that way over the years. And yeah. It's been good to me. So anyway, um, I'm trying to think. Oh, probably once we moved <laughs> to Michigan. Okay. Um, 
my fr- and dad bought our first gaming system which was it was it was the Sears the Atari. branded mm-hmm. Atari 2600 yeah yep. and yeah that was that definitely you know having that Atari and dad would play with me yeah you know dad would actually you know get down there we'd get mom would yell at him because we'd get down there and get to be you know playing Pac-Man or Asteroids or something and um, we'd lose track of time and, you know, he didn't do the chores around the house he was supposed to be doing or he'd promised her to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We found out that if you played asteroids and got to a certain score level, uh, it would flip the score back to zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. But we had asteroids and Pac-Man and Frogger mm-hmm. and Circus and, mm-hmm. you know, all that Probably stuff. Had, uh, missile Command. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missile Command. Yeah. All those, uh. Yeah, yeah. Th- those man, th- those Atari twenty six hundred games were magical. Yeah, back then. Was, now I, you go I back and Joust. Play yeah, Joust. Is, yeah, uh, Yars Revenge was my game. On I didn't that. have I that love one. Love Yars Revenge. I still, I, I, I can still kill on that game. So I, I didn't um, have that one. I, uh, I, I toyed with putting the twenty six hundred. On here, I even toyed with putting the Nintendo, the NES. I never had Nintendo. Oh, I I did, but I wound up going with something else that, but that's still in the same line. I I didn't go. I went straight. I went. (laughs) I went from the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and then when I um, got ready to go to Western, some friends threw a party and they bought me an Xbox. Nice. So I went from an Atari Twenty Six Hundred to an Xbox, and it's the original Xbox. It's oh yeah, the 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 Xbox, right? Yeah, yeah. and I loved that Xbox. That was the that was the system that got me back into gaming. Yeah. Again, after I'd been out for a decade, probably close to it anyway. And honestly, I haven't bought another gaming system oh, since yeah. my my yeah. wife bought me a uh, Nintendo Wii. Oh yeah. For a Christmas or something one year, and I think she was more excited about it than I oh, was. So she, well, I know she loves playing. We've it. got a Switch here. I bought it for me, but Xander is yeah. pretty much co-opted. Taking it over. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, I don't get to touch it if he's here. So it's yeah, <laughs> I know how that is. Uh, I went with something still video game related here. Okay, Pac-Man. Um, I remember the first time I saw a Pac-Man machine. Sure. It was at there used to be a Zare department store over here in Madison. Yeah, you were telling me about middle, it. Yeah, in the middle of Madison, and I remember walking in there with my mom and dad and looking over and seeing this thing that was making noise. I was like, what is that? You know, uh, this is, it had to be 1980. It came out in 1980. So it had to be 80 or 81. So I'd have been yeah. like six or seven years old, you know, somewhere. I want to say it was probably 80 because it was, you know, and I remember seeing it and being like, what is that? And walking over and, and like seeing, because you know no, nobody was playing it, but you know they had, they had the demo that would that would run, you know that's you know runs and and just being like, what is this? <laughs> you know, I mean it's yeah, whoa, this looks so much better than the Atari twenty six hundred, you know, and, and that type of stuff. Because the thing is, is the Ataris were out by then. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the first video game by any stretch of the imagination, but it was the first one I remember seeing. I remember seeing pinball machines, some, yeah. and you know, and always being told, oh, that's gambling. You know, and because because that that they were at one point. Well, uh, yeah, I mean that, and that's the reason why there were there until like the mid seventies. There were a lot of play. There were a lot of states in the U.S. where pinball was illegal because they 
saw it as it's oh was a game of chance and you know this this and blah 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 and it wasn't until they had an attorney who brought in a pinball expert who actually demonstrated that it's a game of skill that that they finally started getting rid of those laws and stuff um uh of course you know now we look back at that and go that was dumb you know but you see that with new technologies and stuff sometimes but I remember seeing that Pac-Man machine and just being just in awe of it. Just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And, again, like seeing the little 25-cent thing and, like, asking for a quarter, I want to play, I want to play. And like, yeah. my parents being like, no, you don't need to do that. That's, you know, whatever. You know, you're throwing your money away and, you know, wasting your time or whatever, you know. Yeah. Things you tell kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> probably more of a I don't want to stand here while he does this than anything, yeah. you know. Um, but I remember, like, there was a place over here locally – Having you know on the side of the pinball of the uh, the Pac Man machine like the old the original ones it had that drawing and it was the blue ghost yeah and it was the Pac Man that wasn't the that looked like the pizza you know like the like we're yeah. used to but it was like the little he had like two little feet yep. and like and no arms and you know they had big cutouts of those that were like like wooden or whatever that were up on top it was this place over here in, in Madison it was called the Hideaway. Okay. It was a it was a bar basically is what it was. It was sure. back off of State Route 45, and they had those things up on the roof. Really, like you could see them, like advertising that they had Pac-Man, video games, basically. Yeah. You know, and I was always just so enamored with that type of stuff. Now, again, this is not a video podcast, so you cannot see this, but I have Pac-Man tattoos. <laughs> you know? I think we posted those. <laughs> probably, on I think Instagram. we may have. If you go to our Instagram Project Gen X Pod, it, it's on there. You can see them. But I do. I have. Pac-Man tattoo. Yeah. And tattoos, I should say, because I have Pac-Man and all four ghosts. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things that Pac-Man has for 41 years now. It came out in 1980. So, I mean, we're in, you know, 2021 now. So going on 41 years has been a part of my life. It's still one of those things. If I go into some place and they've got a Pac-Man machine, I'm probably going to go play. <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite was always the the cafe style. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. they had it, Pizza, yeah. Yeah, pizza Hut, down. where you yeah. sit down, you know, you put yeah. your drink on the thing and sit there and play. and. Yeah, those are cocktails, That's, what they're called, cocktail yeah. um, machines. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll make that one. Cause yeah, Pizza Hut was a big thing. Pizza they Hut did. was a big deal because... The Pizza Hut in Kentucky had one of the best jukeboxes right. I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that's the thing. Pizza Hut always had a jukebox, yep. and they always had the cocktail, s- some kind of. And it, and it, it was and usually Pac Man, but sometimes it might have been Galaga or well, you know, I remember they or had Dig Dug. I remember playing that one. The and, one that they had um, in Kentucky, the one that I used to go to, it had Pac Man and. Um, Is it Galaga? Galaga. Yeah. On the machine, you had right. you could pick one or the other. Right. Which yeah, I remember was when they started doing that. Yeah. Super cool. So, you know, I grew up, you know, I loved that. For me, that was like big time right. as a kid, you know, right. being able to go to Pizza Hut, especially if you were able to get the personal pan pizza, oh, you yeah. know, that was a oh, yeah. big deal. Oh, I know. Is it, this your number three? Yeah. This <laughs> is number, my, I guess it's number three. Yeah, this is number three for me. All right. That, that Pizza, pizza Hut. Hut. Yeah. yeah, Pizza Hut. Going to Pizza Hut, doing the art, you know. You know what can go you, along with that? What's that? Showbiz Pizza. See, we never had a showbiz. Oh, really? Okay. You know, we, you know, we were always small town. Okay. It wasn't until we moved to Nashville that we'd even, you know, heard of Showbiz or right. Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'd seen the commercials right. from on yeah. TV, but it oh, was yeah. like, oh, that's like three hours away. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. But, I get that. I get that. So. so, you know, Pizza Hut was the big thing for us because they had, you know, they always had a great jukebox and they always had the video games and the personal, you know, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh 
especially when you're a kid, man. Oh yeah, pizza was always like even not if you if you were ordering. No, I'm it, I'm I'm gonna admit even as still a, now as an almost <laughs> almost fifty year old fat guy. But yeah, but when you're a kid though, yeah. Hey, we're gonna order pizza tonight. That's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. You know, oh, we're gonna get pizza. You know, and it's just oh, we're gonna get a movie. We're gonna do blah blah blah, whatever. You know, it's just uh, oh, that was the other thing. You know, the video store. Uh, the video store, and, and and I don't have video stores on here or anything. I probably should, but. I I just didn't. My next one, this one's going to be a little different. Um, I'll say it. Her name was Allison, okay? <laughs> this goes back to kindergarten. Okay. Um, honestly, I can't tell you anything. I don't know. I don't, do not remember her last name. Anything. Okay. But she was the prettiest girl in our class, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, all the boys, you know, liked her and all this kind of stuff. And I just had the biggest crush on her. I mean, the biggest crush on her. You know, and back then, you know, when you're that age, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you're just like, you're my girlfriend, you know. And Yeah. Except for the fact she was like, no, I'm not. And I was like, yeah, you are. And she's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, Frankie's my girl, is my boyfriend. Yeah. Who was one of my friends, you know? And that kind of was that first. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, type thing. And, uh, you know, all these years later. And honestly, I have, not, I have no idea what happened to her after kindergarten. I mean, it's just. Well, but it, I had one of those, yeah. except it was third grade, and yeah. her name was Rebecca, and she was. Um, had brown hair, mm-hmm. and I can't remember her last name, but right. I was out on the playground, and one day she just walked up and started holding my hand. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, I dig this. Yeah, but this was one of those, like, and there's there's actually more to this story. Yeah. Because it was, okay, Allison doesn't like me. Everybody else has a girlfriend or you know, some or in my estimation, everybody else has a girlfriend. What's going on here? So I finally did get a girlfriend in, in kindergarten. I'm not going to say her name because I don't know who's listening <laughs> here and there and that kind of stuff. And again, I would say that I've not seen her since kindergarten, except I have one time. Uh oh. And it was when I was a senior in high school, and it was one of those things where we showed up at the same time and it was like like mutual friend we were working on a project yeah she showed up and i was like what'd you say your name was again where did you go to kindergarten oh, i went to the oh yeah you were in miss holloman's class weren't you yeah and it was just one of those and yeah um uh, but it was one of those things where you're gonna laugh because you know you, you heard my description of what allison looked like yeah okay blonde hair blue eyes you know my type not blonde hair, blue eyes. No, okay. not at all. But it started that way. Yeah. But this girl, dark hair, dark eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Not nearly as pretty as Allison and was kind of my, okay, I guess this is who I'll. She was your rebound. Absolutely. You know, now that dark hair, dark eyes thing has been a through line in my life. Yeah. Even until today, like, you know, one of those things. Yeah, so you have a type. I, and I've never been like, oh, she's got to have this. she got to have it. It just kind of happened that way, you know. Well, I mean, that's mainly. I know. Everybody has it, a type. But basically what it is is that, you know, it's that very early rejection of. Yeah. And then 
looking around and being like, well, if I can't have be the girl I want, then I guess I'm going to have to settle, which became a a thing in my life, you know, later. Um, and so, <laughs> so you settled on settling very early. I on. settled on settling very early. So <laughs> you, you anyways, looked, you looked at the bar and goes, here's the bar. Apparently, I do not reach that bar, so, uh, well, and that's not even a short joke, okay? Because <laughs> I wasn't shorter than anybody else back then. It's a, oh, you cut me off I at know, the pass. I, I was about to one. lay into you. All right, what's your number four? Um, the year I got my Daisy BB gun. Okay. Um, you know, everybody, you know, every boy wants that BB gun. That for, And for everybody, it seems like it's always the Red Rider thing. Uh, no, I got the Daisy, mm-hmm. you know, with the Red Rider, you got, you know, it was basically set up like a lever action rifle oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you would cock it once and you could pull the trigger and it was always the same strength. Right. No. Not with the Daisy. You could pump it multiple times. Yeah. Screw that. You yeah. could pump it once and it would shoot like a Red Rider or you could pump that thing all the way up to 10 times and kill small birds with it. Right. And I didn't kill small animals or anything with like, with it like that. I wasn't that kind of sociopath. Right. Not yet. But <laughs> I am still not that kind of sociopath. Thank you very much. You're a different type of sociopath. <laughs> We're all sociopaths, okay? I mean, let's but, be honest. It's a <laughs> But I got very good with it and very accurate with it mm-hmm. and um it started a hobby that I still enjoy today. Nice. So, nice. That is yeah, that that's that's cool. Um, my next one I'm going to, my yeah. number five is church. Okay. Because we, we did a whole episode about church. Oh yeah. In 2020, early in 2020. And you can hear, you can go back and listen to that I'm, off the top of my head. I don't remember what episode it is, but it's in the archives. And I'm coming at church from a different perspective here than I did when we were talking in that. Okay. And that is the... Church was kind of the thing that my life orbited around for a lot of years. And I developed a lot of friendships, you know, people, that, Same. you know, and that kind of stuff through that. I had some good times, had some bad times, had some times, you yeah. know, I mean, it just kind of just up and down and up and down and up and down, you know, and everything. One of the things as I've gotten, as not just getting older, but when I had kids, you know, that kind of stuff was... That was such a part of my life, and I am at a point now where I was never given a choice of whether or not I wanted to go to church. It was just something that yeah. that I did because I had to. Yeah. And so I have chosen not to do that same thing to my kids, you know. And it's one of those things that I'm like, if at some point my son comes to me and says, hey, I'm interested in this church thing, then let's go, you know. But I'm not going to force it on him, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I also kind of look at that and go, I can look back at my life and see so many good times that are, yeah, that, you know, going to church, going, You're thinking going out about, to eat after church and, you know, and, you know, ice cream socials and this and that, you know, and all that. And I'm like, and you're thinking about maybe introducing I'm like, to it. that's something that was such an, an integral part of my growing up. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that I'm thinking about introducing to it. It's just that I'm like, it, I kind of hate that he's missing out on it. But at the same time, yeah, I do look at that stuff, but then I have to weigh it against the other stuff and be like, okay, which, you know, but church was one of those things that 
I really did enjoy back then. And it didn't have, you know, it, it, it has the, my times going to church and what I learned there and that kind of stuff is, is stuff that has stayed with me throughout my life. It was life changing in a lot of ways, yeah. you know, um, I mean, in a lot of ways it was life changing and, um, I'm happy to have had that in my life, but that's kind of where we are now. So, <laughs> okay. Well, along those same lines, I'm going to go with like church camp. Oh, nice. Church camp go. was a huge one. You know, you, I only went to church camp once, but oh, I, really? I had fun. Yeah. Um, but we were living in Illinois. There were two different ones, uh, and we would, you know, we'd go to both. So, you know, I'd spent most of my summers away from home, right? You know, going to camp, and yeah, there was Bible studies and all that. But in right. the afternoons, there was also sports and going to the park and going to the big indoor pool or going to the swimming pool or swimming in the lake or boating or, and you got to because. The, in Illinois, the churches weren't big enough to own their own camp. Okay. So all the churches we'd pull together. Mm-hmm. You was know, it the denomination or was it the yeah, actual it was de- denomination? Yeah, yeah. denomination. Yeah, we had the same thing here. That was a- yeah. So all the churches the same denomination. You know, because we don't have like a where we go to church has it doesn't have some kind of big organizational hierarchy over it. Right. each church is its own individual thing right but all the churches in the area would pull together and all those churches would go to church camp together mm-hmm. and that's how you got to meet you know kids from a, yeah. around oh, yeah. the region oh, yeah. you know and mm-hmm. then you'd go around visiting you know on weekends and stuff so mm-hmm. oh I, I get that that's um that was uh yeah i get that that's where i met my you know, one of my first serious girlfriends at oh there so, you go yeah there you go there you go um because we did it all the way up through high school, mm-hmm. you know they they had camp for you know you had like junior camp which was like the little kids and you'd have senior camp which was like eighth grade through senior year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on that same talking about meeting your first serious girlfriend in yeah. church. Again, I'm not going to say her name because <laughs> you never know who's listening and who knows what and yeah. everything. But there was someone in my life that I did meet at church at a young age. <clears throat> yeah. Once we switched churches, me and I started going to uh, the one that we went to, that <laughs> both simultaneously and not for anything that she actually did, but both simultaneously made my life better and a living hell all at the same time. <laughs> Not the same girlfriend, but I, I've, I've dated one of those. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We never dated. That's the thing. Oh. It was that oh. situation, you know. Okay, yeah. Um, because it was one of those things that I was always, always, always happy to see her. You know, it was yeah. just like, hey, maybe this is the time I can, you know, get in you know make some kind of headway here or whatever and it was always you know we're just friends right oh no (laughs) from an early age from an early age you got friend zoned hard right off the bat and it was one of those but it's funny because she was kind of the one that i held up as the template for okay you know for years and years um i'm putting that in here and i'm putting it under the I'm putting it under the header of longing, okay? Because we all have those, yeah. you know, for anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship. It can be anything whatsoever, yeah. a better job, a, you know, uh, uh, that 
you know, not to get beat up at school or, or whatever, you know, type thing. Yeah, but it's absolutely. one of those things we all go through where we're sitting there, we're like, we're really, we're longing for something that we think is going to make our lives better. Yeah. That's going to like fill some kind of void inside of us, you know, or, or whatever, you know. Um, you everybody's know, always standing around with, yeah, right. everybody's standing around with a shovel, digging dirt, trying to figure out what's going to fill this exactly, hole. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so it's one of those things that because that was a long time, you know, yeah. and it was so funny because it was one of those things that like, at some point, we all kind of went our separate ways and didn't see each other for years. And, you know, and it was just one of those things that, you know, every decade or so, whenever I would run into her, just by happenstance or whatever, it was always like, how does she keep getting better? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that one too. Because <laughs> it's one of those like, and then like, God, I hate to even say this because, again, you never know who's listening. But like with Facebook, Oh no! You know. Like, oh no! You didn't. And then being like, "Man, why does she still have to be hot?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but of course, you know that all that stuff was way back in the past. You know, of you know. But it was just kind of one of those things. Like, man, why couldn't she just not has aged as gracefully as yeah. everybody, you know, why couldn't she have just aged like the rest of us? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, in my case, I didn't even start out. Looking yeah, I know. I know exactly. Well, I'm not, not, I'm in that same category in some ways. So it's a, uh, what do you got? Next? Um, I, I got to go with band. Okay. Starting out in fifth grade. Um, band was a huge part of my school life all the way up through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, started out in the fifth grade. Of course, I was doing drums, you right. know, playing drums and drums, not drugs, drums, <laughs> drums, D R U M S. But I mean, I started in Michigan, and when we moved to Illinois, that I just kept going with it. And at one point, um, no, I'm good right now. Thanks. Yeah, I've got I've got my coffee mixture just right. All right. Um, at one point when we were getting ready to move from, sorry, I haven't got enough coffee in my bloodstream. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's my line, pal. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Um, so. When we were getting ready to move from Illinois to to Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, I had two different um, drum lines. The DCI drum corps stuff um, get a hold of me and was trying to get me to come do their camps, and okay. mom and dad were like, "No, it's." We can't afford to do that and move to Tennessee. Right. So I didn't get the opportunity to do that. But, you know, did band there, did band down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was actually going to, you know, do, you know, music all the way into college. And right. It just it didn't happen. I know. Yeah, we, we all kind of. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, band. I Oh, that was one of the other things. Cause I'd started playing, well, band, I started playing piano when I was and, younger. And band camp. Oh, well, there you go. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't just church time, camp. Band camp. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that movie has so screwed up some things, and it at at some point also has no idea what they're talking mm-hmm. about because it was. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I wasn't just doing church camp. I've I was seen also you band nerds, so it's. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've also you know was doing uh, band camp at the same right, time. Right. 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 Uh, so. Yeah. No. I. 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 I was in band. 
for like a year. Okay. Um, what did you play? Fifth or sixth grade. I can't remember. I think it was sixth grade. I, mean, I played trumpet. Oh, okay. And then when the next year rolled around, I was like, I, I, I'm not. That actually is. explains a whole lot about you, the fact that you started out as a trumpet uh, player. Yeah, because I'm full of hot air. Yeah, I get it. So uh, No, no. No, you don't understand. You didn't stay in band, so you don't understand. Okay, you know, okay. it, there's, right. there's a type with trumpet players. I got you. So. Yeah, I said No, it. I wanted to play drums, but my parents were like, no. Yeah. No, because my because they didn't want to hear the drums, you uh-huh. know. Um, and so it was one of those things. I wound up settling on trumpet, and yeah, it wasn't something I was really that interested in after a while, you know. So I just I, I got out of it. So that thing is uh, <laughs> <laughs> can that, hear it. That is not something burning in the background. It's the coffee pot making noises. I think I got a little bit of got a little yeah. coffee down on the bottom of it. So um, I'm, and I'm trying to look at this stuff that I have written down here and try to do it in alphabetical order. Um, alphabetical? Or not alphabetical, but like chronological order. I'm kind of I'm bouncing sorry. around a I'm little kinda, bit. Yeah, I, and I, I, I guarantee I will in a little bit. But some of this stuff is like, okay. One of them that I'm going to do here because it does go back to when I was a kid. When it's, I was in kindergarten. Kindergarten? Uh, uh-huh. What year was that? This is probably going to be the same one for both of us. I, no, you know what? I actually don't have that on here. Are you re- really? I'm. I'm not even joking. Um, okay. I know. I know what. It, uh, yeah. Um, I know that sounds odd, but I. I, it just isn't. Okay, right? well, <laughs> it might be twenty six. You know. Okay. Uh, you know, like, well, hit me then. What, uh, okay. what do you got? Alabama football. University of Alabama okay. football. All right. When I was a kid, like I have family that lives in northern Alabama. You yeah, know this. Absolutely. Um, they, now they not they're not from there. They my uncle, my aunt and uncle moved down there because he got a job working for a, he worked for NASA for a while when they were developing the space shuttle. You know, oh, type okay. Stuff, yeah. Nice. And um um it's one of those things that it's it's twofold here. Okay, so he's kind of in the Huntsville area then. Yeah, that's where all he's outside yeah. of Huntsville. Yeah, I've got my wife has family down yeah, that direction yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's all, dude. Huntsville, all it is 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 um, NASA and defense contractors. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Well, that's so. <laughs> you know, that's what the I, know. I think that's what the wife's um, cousin is in. But and apparently, the FBI is moving in there too. Like they're they're putting headquarters down there. Yeah. So. Um, I, we actually don't know what he does because yep. he's been. We've been told that he can't tell us. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've run across that a few times. I've actually had uncle, a couple so. of. I've had family members both on my side of the family and her side of the family mm-hmm. tell us that. So. so, so, anyways, this one is Alabama football, University of Alabama football, Crimson Tide. Okay. Okay. This one's twofold. One of them is the fact that when I was a kid, and we're talking about Stallings era, right? No, this is going back. This was like starting when Bear Bryant was there. Like the last few years. Uh, the okay. great Kentucky football coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could say the great Duke coach also because he was at Duke for a while. Yeah. Uh, or, and, or Texas A&M. Well, he, he was, was there also. Well, he so. left Kentucky to go to A&M. Right. Yeah. Um, and in fact, if him and Rupp had been able to get along, mm-hmm. you know, we wouldn't be talking about A&M, A&M or um, um, yeah, Alabama. Well, too bad you guys were... College where it was on basketball. Yeah. <laughs> school Which, instead of a football school. <laughs> with Kentucky's record this year, we're not any of them. Yeah. Well, hey, you guys won the bowl this year. You know. Yeah, we a, won the bowl, but um, Kentucky you know, basketball's Yeah, it's not, not three, and, well. three and six. Three when and we, six. When we left yeah. uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, where I go, they were winning. 
to maybe go to four and six. No, you just <laughs> jinxed us. We're not beating Florida now. Anyway, I hate the Gators. So Alabama football is twofold. One of them is the fact <clears throat> that um, my aunt and uncle like would get me Alabama foot like Alabama stuff. Yeah, you know, like shirts. What there is a there is a picture of me standing in my front yard when I'm like six or seven years old and I'm wearing an Alabama t-shirt you know uh for anybody who doubts that i've been an alabama fan forever you know uh it's but it's one of those things that also one of the reasons that i liked them was because their mascot is the elephant okay when you're a kid you you like elephants it's like no i like those guys yeah okay but the other thing that got me to loving alabama football so much was the show bj and the bear you remember that television yeah, show? Yeah, I totally remember okay, that show. Okay, you know, for those of you who don't remember, BJ and the Bear was about this guy who was a trucker. Yeah. And, you know, and he was One always hauling stuff. You know. Well, that that was the 70s and early yeah, 80s. Right. There were all those trucker, those trucker shows. T-shows, but he uh, had a chimpanzee yeah. named Bear, the Bear. Yeah. And he was named after Paul Bear Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was a thing in the show. Like, that yeah. was like, so I like elephants. Yeah. I like monkeys, <laughs> and so, yeah, I love that show. You know, so yeah. it's like, okay. but it was funny because, like, when of course now it's one of those Alabama football has been dominant for yeah. ever since you know Saban's been there. But you know, there were a lot of lean years in there. You know, we talked about Stallings. Yeah, uh, when Stallings won the uh, national title in '92, that was. I mean, I had graduated high school that year. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things where it was like, oh well. Plus the fact that the Cowboys won the Super Bowl that year, and Cowboys were my favorite pro team from mm-hmm. all the time. I know from all the time when I was back. You know, so it was one of those things. It was a banner year. But Alabama football has been a constant in oh, my yeah. life since I was a kid, <clears throat> and it's one of those things that I'm like, and and believe me, I'm not one of those obnoxious Alabama fans. He's he's really, I'm, not. I'm really I can, not. I can vouch because for him it's on one that. of those things where I'm like. No, like last year, we had a really down year. I knew it was coming. I was like, no, 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 we're going to have a down year. We may have several down years. Now, a down year for us is losing two games. You know, I mean, that's – whereas a lot of teams would be like, oh, my God, that's that's, that's amazing that, you know, you're you're still winning ten games in a season. It's like, no, that's – if we're not – especially in the Stallings era, and I don't say this to brag, but it's one of those things like if we're not competing for a national title, then it's a down year. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. But it's still one of those things that I remember – Yeah. Those victories in games that was like we're not going to the SEC championship, let alone contending yeah. for a national title, you know, type well, stuff. But what still beating Auburn or still beating UT or, yeah. or, or or any whoever it was that we were playing Oklahoma or somebody like that, you know. So, but, you know, and I grew up a Wildcats fan, Kentucky Wildcats, mm-hmm. and it's not anything that like changed my life. It's just something that's always been there, right? I mean. If it's basketball season, we're watching Kentucky basketball. We, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was just part of life. Yeah, and it's always been that way. And well, some of my best memories, um, I guess this would be one of them, right? Um, you know, because I lost dad. Right. It'll be five years coming up in June. But some of my favorite memories is during my birthdays, usually during the tournament, right? And we'd always always show up over at mom and dad's house to do dinner. And mom wouldn't even set our ta- our, pl- our um, places at the table. <laughs> it would be she would set them up in the living room, right, on some TV trays, and that was the only time that we were allowed to eat in the den, right. And it was me and dad, and it was so we could go in there and watch basketball tournament during my birthday, right. You know, at you know, and that's okay. So yeah, yeah, you get I, no, that's. It's, 
I miss that actually. I know. You know, that was well, one of the things I was going to say is that, you know, that was a watching Alabama football was one of the things that, you know, when you're going through that, that difficult time in your teen and yeah. And, and you know, in my case, until you're you know in your early forties, <laughs> problems with your dad, you know that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, that was always the thing that we would watch the games together. Yeah, you know, of course, dad's still you know he's still with us, and we'll watch the game on Monday. You know, probably over. I know we'll be at his house watching it. You know, yeah. But it's just kind of one of those things. What we do, we watch, we watch football game. You know, we watch Alabama together. So I get that. I get what yeah. you're saying, talking about you know, sir, dad. On that same thing, my next one, my number two, four, six, seven, my number eight is basketball. Yeah, oh yeah. Now, I know that that's weird, especially for a 5'8 white kid. That, I mean, just, you know, but I... I'll be nice. Uh, yeah, I know. But it's one of those things that, like, when I was a teenager especially, I got to where I <clears throat> loved basketball. And I mean playing basketball. Um, you know, I've talked about this before, I think, where, you know, we had switched churches and they had a, yeah. they had a gym. And we would play like every Thursday night. And then after a, a while, like I had been there for about a year or so, we got to where we were playing like, okay, we play on Thursday nights, but we also were playing in a league on Friday nights. Yeah. And then we got to where we were like, hey, why don't we play on Monday nights too? So we were playing Monday, Thursday, and Friday. And then sometimes I would just get a call on a random Tuesday. The guy's like, hey, we're over at the gym if you want to come play. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I was playing basketball all the time. I lost a ton of weight. Yeah. When I was a junior in high school, because of that one, and, it, and a lot of it had to do with the playing basketball so much. And I mean, I have not played in a number of years because the last time that I even attempted to shoot a basketball, like it, it hit the bottom of the rim because it had been so long. You yeah, know? And I was like, okay, obviously. I need to spend time with this to get back into some kind of yeah. whatever. Obviously, I'm not going to be doing any jumping anymore because I'm old and a lot fatter than I used to be, you know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's like, but even to just like, you know, barely hit the rim, it was like, yeah, I obviously, this is something that I neglected for a long time. I never played on a team, you know, outside of the church, you know, yeah. church league. I never, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was one of those things that starting like so when I was a teenager, even a, even a young teenager, you know, when we started playing in, in gym, it was one of those things like, no, I really enjoy this. And I got a basketball goal and I would stand outside, you know, cold and the sun and everything else and just play and yeah. shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot, you know, and that kind of stuff. But it's still one of those things. And then I got in, and of course, then, you know, getting into the, the NBA, you know, especially through the '90s, you know, and that kind of so the, the '80s and yeah. the '90s, you know, it was one of those things the golden again. age of the NBA yeah, before you know, it hit rock bottom. Yeah, pretty much. But it was one. Of the, but I really did get into all that stuff yeah. for the longest time, and so basketball is still one of those things that I, you know, I still enjoy. I really want to put a, a hoop up at my house. And I just haven't been able to afford the one I want yet. I've thought about it, and what's funny? Well, it's not even funny. It's 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 just a kid thing, but you know, like Xander's got one of those those little kitty hoops you, know, you can adjust up and down or whatever but he loves it he's loved that since he was like two years old yeah of course now he's tall enough to where he can just kind of walk over and you know yeah. put it in but it's still one of those things because it sits in my house that i'll every once in a while pick up that that basketball and go to the complete opposite side of the room and like i'll yeah. start shooting you know just like <laughs> and i'm like yeah. yeah and of course i'll get silly with him you know and i'll be like you know i'll like you know, shoot from like all the way across the room and hit it and like throw my hands up in the air and like, yeah, daddy's got game. You know? <laughs> 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 Nothing but net, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's basketball was, was one of those things that really 
transformed my life, my body, not as well as my life. Yeah. You know, especially as a, as a well, you know, being a from teenager, Kentucky, you yeah, know, I played a lot of ball. Right. I never played on any major, you know, yeah. high school teams or anything like. Yeah, but I was always playing ball somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was another thing. Me and my friends, yeah. in high school, we were always at somebody's house on the weekend shooting hoops, shooting hoops and playing, and then we well, had some scuffles and stuff in <laughs> somebody's in somebody's you yeah. know uh, it, somebody's we, driveway somewhere so we always had a hoop you know we'd move right. into a house and dad would put a hoop up right you know it's it was just part of it mm-hmm. um i guess it's my turn yes it is. with star wars okay <laughs> i do not have star wars on mine star I, wars for one thing i knew you were going to put it on yeah and um Another, I think I've just talked it to death already. I you know, I so get that. Uh, I mean, after we did the the fiftieth episode right. with you know Miss Nay and all that, right. but that's Star Wars is still a major touchstone mm-hmm. to me. Um, Especially now with the Mandalorian, I'm mm-hmm. getting to relive it a lot with yeah. the Mandalorian, and uh, I, I'm really disappointed that John Favreau didn't take the reins over. You know, starting with you know instead of abrams and well Ryan johnson he, you know anyway i know i know i know i know you're a grumpy old geek so it's yeah so <laughs> and you know along with star wars i've got to put in you know the the tolkien stuff because I, I can't tell you how many copies sci-fi and fantasy basically. sci-fi yeah. and fantasy you know because i wore out i don't know how many copies of the hobbit mm-hmm. you know growing up um i i think you know i played started playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, back at second edition. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have the first edition stuff cause you know, that was, but second edition. Yeah. I kind of wish I had a game now, but uh, I, know people I just who still play that you probably hook up with. I and, just don't know. have time. Yeah. It, I don't a, have time. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's a time suck and I've got other stuff I'm trying to learn right now. Yeah. Oh, I get that. I get yeah. that. Um, this is something very specific. And we've talked about it on here before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out here. Okay. Guns N' Roses album Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. Yeah. This was a real musical turning point in my life. Okay. Of hearing that album when I was I guess I was probably fourteen or fifteen years old, you know. And I guess it was about fourteen because <clears> it was one of those things that it had been out for a little bit before I heard, you know, and just being completely blown away and becoming completely obsessed with it yeah for years and it's still one of those things that, like i got it on my phone you know i mean it's one of oh, those yeah. things it's like no i don't go anywhere to where i can't <laughs> listen to that entire album not just songs off of it but the that entire, entire album, album. Yeah. any road trip i go on i listen to that album yeah in its entirety at some point i mean it's just it, it, it is what it is you know um and so it is one of those things that 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 it that really was a like oh you mean music can sound like this you know oh you mean i can hear music that's speaking to me directly yeah you know um you know and of course it was one of those things where i didn't have the experiences those guys were having you know that they were writing about but it was one of those things where the that angst and that yeah. you know all that kind of stuff just came through the speakers and was just like no these are my people <laughs> you know <laughs> this is a <laughs> type thing you yeah, know it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. so anyway yeah that like, appetite for destruction man that I, I i don't care what anybody says it's one of the best rock albums ever ever i'm like i mean up near the top so go ahead well since we're going to talk about music and yeah. i've already talked about this on a previous show um my dad's brother mm-hmm. 
was a big influence over the music that I listened to and all that. And I still I still have these cassettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year for Christmas, he had bought one. You remember the big TDK, yeah, 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 the yeah. suitcase of cassettes. You know, I, I forget how many it was in it. it was like, oh yeah, it was like twelve or something like. Or it was more than that. It was like it was sixteen set, yeah, or yeah. eighteen or something like yeah. that. And he had gone through and taken the time and the trouble to like copy a bunch of his music, you know, albums, full mm-hmm. albums, and you know, this is where I was introduced to things like Jethro Tull yeah. and Steely Dan. A lot of classic rock. Yeah. A lot of yeah. classic rock. And that, like I said, I still have those cassettes. And every once in a while, I'll pull them out, you know, and still listen to them. And that, a lot of that still influences a lot of the music that I listen to. That, yeah. I I, I understand that completely. That's, uh, yeah. Um, that actually reminds me of something. I'm actually making a quick um, edit a quick edit on the on the fly here of my thing. Panama City, nineteen eighty three. Okay, I was nine years old. We've talked. I've talked about this before. Yeah, we took a family vacation down there. It was me and my mom and dad, and then my aunt and uncle and my cousin David. Okay, and we went to Panama City. First time I'd ever been to Florida. We stayed on the beach. <clears throat> I mean, like literally, like, we stayed on a hotel on the beach, oh, you know, nice. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I kind of remember us being on the ground floor and being able to like walk right out, nice the back, like and down to the beach, you know, not having to go down the elevator and all yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, uh, and just absolutely thinking this is the greatest thing ever. But what really set the whole thing off is the fact that, of course, you know, it's Panama City. It's the summer. Sure. It's the summertime. And there are teenagers everywhere. There's, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's music being played everywhere. Yeah. And hearing Michael Jackson's Thriller album for the first time. That was, I've always said that that was the Michael Jackson with Thriller, especially with Beat It, the song Beat It. Yeah. Was the, that moment, that one, that one moment in my life where it was like, oh, you mean there's other music besides country and gospel? Yeah that I can listen to, that I can like well, that's mine. That's going you know, back that's, to, <laughs> that, that's that same uncle. Yeah. He gave me Michael Jackson's Thriller mm-hmm. and was like, open it up, open it up. Open it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, you need to listen to this song. And the reason this song's important is because the guitar player who right. plays the solo on it is Eddie Van Halen. Right. From the band Van, Van Halen. Halen. Right, and right. you need to know who this right, is. Right. But that whole album. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was like, wow. Oh yeah, I know. And that's, you know that was the that was my awakening to music. You know other music besides what I had listened to previously in my yeah. life. You know, uh, and it wasn't just that; it was also just the hey, the trip to Florida. This is so awesome! I've never been here before. There's a beach. I've never been to the beach before. Yeah. This, you know, you know, boardwalk and and you know the the little you know like amusement area park areas and stuff like that yeah. you know and this and that and it was just like this whole like oh there is a whole other world outside of where i live and the fact that you know i go to i go to church and school within a half a mile of where i live and that pretty much and my grandparents live about a half mile the other way and my other grandparents yeah. live about a mile and a half in a different direction and so my entire world kind of revolved around about i don't know two square miles okay. of, and then all of a sudden i'm like hundreds of miles away <laughs> like yeah. wow there's a whole world out here you know so there was a whole lot yeah. more than just the michael jackson but yeah that was a big 
oh, okay. this is awesome. So I can't believe I didn't write that down here to begin with because I got something else well, that's similar. I, I can actually kind of go along the same line, so I'll, uh-huh. I'll just go along the same lines you did. Okay. Um, because we moved around a lot, we didn't do vacations. We went back home. Going back home to Kentucky was the vacation. Right. Um, if you got vacation time off, you went back home to Kentucky to see family and friends, which is great. Right. And, you know, we every summer we'd always take a trip to Opryland, you know, and spend a day or maybe two at Opryland. Um, so it wasn't until my freshman year in mm-hmm. high school in Illinois, uh, we did a band trip to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Right. To go be in a parade down there. And that was the first time I had ever seen the ocean. And we're talking about, you know, 90, I guess, mm-hmm. 90, 91. Um, there was still an element of Miami Vice in the oh, yeah. air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that, <clears throat> Miami in the 80s was an interesting place <laughs> to me. <be. laughs> but, you know, we're talking about yeah. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had to have we had a banquet night or something right. and um we we did a parade the jazz band went and did a jazz band thing the the symphonic orchestra went and did their thing you know we there were several different things that, right pieces of the band but there was only one thing the entire band was down there for but we had a big banquet night mm-hmm. and i had to i had bought a new outfit and it was I had a pair of boat shoes and I had like nice. the, I had the white pants, <laughs> oh, the yeah. white linen mm-hmm. pants. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I had like a, a white and gray striped, you know, like, like dress t-shirt type oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And banquet was over. You know, we could see the beach from the banquet room mm-hmm. and two or three of us, you know, walked down to the beach. And I remember standing there in that outfit, looking out over the ocean and we got the sunset coming in. I was just like, Wow. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I don't like the beach now. (laughs) Now it's one of those things I look at the beach and I'm like, that's hot. There's going to be sand everywhere. I get in the water. There's going to, everything's going to be salty. I'm going to have to take a shower. I'm going to have to, I mean, it's just like, (laughs) this is not a vacation for me. This is work. You know, I'm going to burst into flames if I sit out there for very much time. It's (laughs) now my wife is very much go to the mountains type person. I I, I do like the mountains a lot more. I do like going Mm -hmm. to the mountains myself, but I still have that draw, Mm -hmm. you know, to the ocean once in a while. And I just haven't been able to do it. And, um, when we did honeymoon, we we did go to Savannah, Georgia, and we spent a day out at Tybee. Yeah, so Tybee, I, Tybee is so nice. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's very low key, very, and we spent some time in the water, and it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And then I looked out and saw seagulls circling, and I got to looking a little bit, and I was like, "That's a fin." And my wife goes, "Oh, dolphins!" I go, mm, "Yeah, let's get out of the water." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, seagulls don't exactly circle dolphins. dolphins yeah. Right. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got and that. She, and she was like, sharks? You think that's sharks? I come, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to take any chances. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's sharks. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I get that a lot. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, that the first time seeing the ocean mm-hmm. was kind of crazy. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I remember because I was – kind of scared because this was post jaws 
No, okay, yeah. Now, granted, this was, you know, 83 was several years past Jaws, (laughs) but I was still a kid, you know, so it was one of those things that, like, I was still thinking – Jaws, you yeah. know that it's oh, there's sharks out there, and I remember my parents being like, "They're not, no, that's just a movie. That's you know, it's <laughs> my honeymoon says otherwise, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff." So yeah, um, so we're up to number eleven now. We hadn't even got halfway through this, and we're already at an hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my well, number 11. Or I can just go ahead and expand on that. You know, there's another band trip that was a big thing for me. Okay. Um, and that's when we went to the 92 inauguration. Oh, that's right. You did. For, yeah. For Clinton. For yeah. Clinton. Um, as a band, we got invited to come up and be one of the bands that were participating mm-hmm. in the um, activities. And we did a concert on the steps of Congress. Mm-hmm. And we did a concert in the old post office, which had been turned into a big mall. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember going over what? I know. I was going to make a, an insurrection joke, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I even though it was Bill Clinton, yeah, I still got to be in D.C. Mm-hmm. standing on the mall. Um, and getting to watch a presidential election. Right, right. And then we got invited up to go to the the Democrat headquarters by the Tennessee delegate, right. dele, uh, delegate and all that. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, hang out with them, which there's some interesting stories there that I won't repeat. Yeah. So, yeah, so. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one is a, a not so great thing that changed my life. Okay. And that was when I was about 10 years old and realized that I had a new friend named Depression. Oh. And I have I have many times talked about having a discovering that I had a new friend when I was, you know, uh, a preteen. Yeah. And not knowing what it was and what, you know, what was going on. And it's been an ongoing thing in my life. Runs in my family. It's you know it's hereditary. You know genetics and all that kind of stuff. And, sure. And uh, it's one of those things that it it really had, especially in my teen years, because you're already dealing with a whole lot to begin with, and then you throw that on top of it, and it's just like, oh my god, you know. Yeah. Um, and so and it's one of those things that you know I had a pretty bad bout with it, several of bouts with it when I was in my teen years through junior high and high school and then had a really bad one when I was in college. Yeah. You know, which would have put me around 22 or 23 or something like that, you know, and, but it was one of those things that again, it's good now, <laughs> better living through modern chemistry, you know, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it, it really was one of those things that it, it really did change my life. Yeah. Of all of a sudden being like, why do I feel so bad all the time? I don't feel bad like physically, but I feel bad physically. You know, it's yeah. like, it's not like I have like, you know, sore arm or, you know, that kind of stuff, but it's like, I just feel bad. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand this. Why, why am I so down? Why am I, you know, I don't understand this. And yeah. Course, yeah. I get that. And that was also at a time when we didn't talk about it quite as much as we do now. You know, it was, I'll suck it up and you know, oh, you'll feel better tomorrow. Yeah, or don't talk whatever. about it. You know, that's, yeah. That's, you know, that kind of BS. We don't, we don't talk about that. In the right, family. right, right. That's not, you know, yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's like I said, it, it, it's one of those things that not all of these, that on all these things on this list are, are, 
you know, are good things that, that changed life. It's just things that changed my life, yeah. you know. So that's my number 12. Well, okay. Um, I remember as a little kid, I can't remember if it was 80 or 81, I woke up one morning and, like, all the extended family was over at our house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And I fe- kept asking mm-hmm. questions, and I finally found out that my grandfather had died mm-hmm. of a heart attack. And that was a big deal because right. that was mom's dad. Mm-hmm. And when he would get off work, he was always coming over to the house and right. hanging out and messing with us kids. And suddenly he was just gone overnight. Right. Yeah. Um, and things weren't quite the same after that. Right. Yeah. No, that's actually, it's funny. My, my, I have one here that I just have lost and it has everything to do with that. Do I need to pause this? Pause this for a minute. And we're back. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Miss Nay called. <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah. Um, I just have it written down here as loss and really and truly it comes down to death is what it, it comes down yeah. to, whether it was family or friends, because I have both in, inside of that under 25. Thing. Yeah. Um, you know, having, you know, I lost my great-grandmother when I was like 11 or something like that, you know, and it's one of those things that it's like, I'm really happy to have had her for as long as I did, you yeah. know. Um, and then it was a long time before we lost anybody else. But our family got hit pretty hard inside of a year, and I lost two grandparents, an uncle, and a cousin yeah. all inside of a year. And then the capper on that was that within a year of my grand, my grandmother, my my mom's mom, died in 96. Within a year of that, uh, Melissa Gibson died. Oh. And Melissa Gibson, for those yeah. who don't know, was um, she was uh, one of the teachers of Ball State. She was one of the music teachers. She was one of the music teachers. And Ball I State. loved her to death. We were we, we were all friends. We were friends outside. I mean. Well, you were friends with her outside. I was friends with her yeah. outside. I mean, like. I partied with her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not any like, you know, there was nothing, but it was one of those like, seriously, like a couple, like a couple of months before she died, I went on a trip with her and some other people to yeah. New Orleans and just had a blast for four well, days, you know, she was always um, showing up for karaoke over at the Mexican restaurant. She was always showing up for everything. I yeah. mean, that was the whole thing. And, uh, she's the one, like I had her for voice lessons and that kind of stuff. That's, I really learned how to sing under her, yeah. you know, and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> So, and, and like I said, she was a friend. She was someone that I talked to whenever school wasn't in session, when I didn't have her for class, when I didn't, you know, it was one of yeah. those things like, Hey, I'm over, I'm going to stop in and see Melissa, you know, type stuff. And so that one is as bad as the other ones were, you know, it was one of those things where other than my cousin was a little different. We knew that she didn't have a whole lot because she had yeah. a, a, a terminal disease, you know, she was still pretty young. But it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you see this one coming eventually. You know, the other ones were, they were all older. They're going to, I don't mean to be, when I say that, I don't mean, it's one of those things that we all know that eventually we're all going to die. You know, so again, it's one of those, they're older, you know, what's going to happen at some point, you know, you you wanted to try to extend it for as long as possible. But, you know, Melissa was, she was young in her late thirties. I think she was like 37 or something when she died. And it was just like. No, this wasn't supposed to happen because we didn't have any clue. Yeah. It just happened. And come to find out, she had been sick for a while and had told no one. Yeah. Hard, except for a few people on staff and told no one else. And I'd known her at that point for four years and she never yeah. said a word about it. And it was just, and then she was gone. Yeah. And 
I'm just supposed to pick up my life and go on tomorrow? Like, what? <laughs> you know, I mean, that was a, uh, you know, no, I what do you that. do, you know, type thing. And uh, and it wasn't just me. There was a lot of people who were affected that same way, you yeah. know. And, uh, uh, and so it, it just, loss is one of those things we all go through. Yeah. You know, I know you were talking about your, you know, your dad coming up on five years, you know, I just yeah. passed the year. My, you know, my last grandparent, yeah. my grandmother died right after Christmas in 2019. And it was one of those things of like the realization of like, it's been a year, you know, and it doesn't still doesn't seem right. You yeah. know, I'm sure like with you, every time I go to my parents' place, I always look through those, that window over to her side of the house and expect to see her sitting in the chair watching television because that's, yeah, that's, that's what what she was doing. And I do every time when I walk out that back door or or walk in towards the back door, I look over there. Still, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's it's just one of those things. So, uh, and and loss is something we all go through. Yeah, and how we deal with it is something completely different. And we'll come back to that later. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you got? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, Wow, it got heavy in here. Sorry. We can go into something. You um, know. First car. Okay. First car. Um, Having that freedom. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. Even though it was a 1984 full-size Chevrolet Caprice <laughs> Classic station wagon. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You can get like 80 people in there. <laughs> yeah. You could. Um I found out uh, we had drive a couple drive-in movies around mm-hmm. the area, and I found out that a twin mattress would fit perfectly in the back of that station nice. wagon. Um, if you laid all the seats down so you could back the car in and put that mattress in and hang the speaker on it, and now you've got a comfortable place to lay and watch the movie. Nice. So um, I ended up putting a huge speaker system in that car. Mm-hmm. So I had a – it was basically a – gray car nondescript and i had 200 watts and a couple of subwoofers in the back and a decent stereo system in it and i would pull up at a stoplight and people you know the low riders were huge right you know around here at that point and i would pull up and they would be like turn their stereo up i was like no (laughs) i'd turn mine up and there were a couple times i got guys to roll their windows up because i I just yeah they couldn't hear their stuff over mine nice nice you know, because I've always kind of been a tech geek. Yeah, anyway. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, my next one, what number are we up to? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. Okay, so we're up to 13 now. So we're on, we're, we're on the back side now. I'm, I'm running out of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm I think. not. I still have a bunch of stuff here. Yeah. Um, Ellen Reynolds. You don't know who that is. She was my... Yeah, you don't know who she is. She was my... Um, High school English teacher. Okay. Uh, it's still like now because she insists that we call her Ellen because, you know, we're like, you know, she's on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 you're Miss Reynolds. You will always be Miss Reynolds. Okay. This is, you know, I don't care how old I yeah, am. We can't have you're that. always going to be Miss Reynolds. Okay. This is a, um, but I say that because it was one of those things that when she came <clears throat> to our school, she was, um, you know, it was one of those things. She was a young teacher. She was like 10 years older than us, you know. Okay. And it was one of those things, you know, so like, you know, she was like 25 when she came to work there, you know. And, of all course, right. all the guys had a crush on her. And it's because, you know, she was she was attractive, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. But it was it was more than that for me. It was the fact, first off, that she didn't take care of, she didn't take any of my crap 
that yeah. I was, you know, trying to trying to dish out, you know. Yeah. And the other thing <clears throat> is that one day I was getting ready to leave school. I was getting ready to leave class after we had turned in a writing assignment. Yeah. She's like, Alan, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, oh, what did I do? You know, I mean, it was just kind of one of those. And she was like, and she handed me back the paper and she was like, and I, I looked at it and there was like an A on it, you know. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, okay, you know, cool. You know, and I was like, oh, awesome. She's like, no, 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 no. You can write. You have an a you have a gift for this. And I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take any like subpar materials from you. Oh any no. <laughs> oh no, you did damage to yourself. And it was one of those things that several times I turned in stuff and got C's on it going. I know this is an A paper. She was like, yes, from them, it's an A paper. <laughs> from you, it's... <laughs> Hold on. I got I to gotta do this. Self-inflicted yeah. damage. I know. I know. I know. But, it was, but it was one of those things that she, you know, I, I had her in sophomore, sophomore year, <clears throat> and then I had her again for senior year. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I have many times looked at those two classes that I had that I had her yeah. and said those were the, some of the best classes I had because I learned so much in there because she would not let me slide <laughs> would not let me slide whatsoever and yeah. it, and it was one of those things that you know I used to want to be a writer you know and it's one of those things I haven't done in a long time and I really need to get back into it what again. was it you told me never too late to start no I think it was never too, you're never too old to give up on your dreams. I think that's what this is. <laughs> no. I know. I know. And believe me, it's, I, I think about it every once in a while. I'm like, it's been a very long time since I've, I've really sat down and tried to write anything, you yeah. know? And I really probably should get back into that. And I'm sure that she'd be really pissed at me if she knew that. But you still have your copy of The Artist Way? I uh, know. No, dude. You I, got I rid of it? For, I moved on for all that self help. Guru guru BS long time I ago. Actually, so. the morning pages actually helped me for a good long while. That's um some of the techniques that are in there yeah. are great, but I could do without all the rest of it. You know, I, I get that. You know, and and it's one of those things with anything. I find that if I will sit down and write, yeah, for a while to kind of or or anything. If I sit and meditate, if I sit and you know just do something that I'm just putting all my energy into this right here, it kind of gets my head in the right space to be able to. Yeah, to do the other things that I need to. So yeah, uh, Ellen Reynolds. Uh, I will always love her and appreciate what you know making me work harder than I really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We all have that teacher though. You oh know, yeah. That's, uh, so yeah, what you got next? Um. Yeah. First time I ever found myself on the radio in college. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I give you that. Um, and I was trained. I was trained by the trainer's trainer, mm-hmm. uh, Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom Deep. Tom Deep. <laughs> and the voice of all the the voice WBCP. WB, man. I think he's still there. Is I he not? I think maybe. I don't know. Tom, if you're listening, what's up, dude? Yeah, I know. Um, but. The first time I walked into the studio, you know, because we had classes in there and all that, and I was like, this is cool. Because I had grown up listening to radio. I oh, loved yeah. radio. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Um, you know, I used to pretend to be a radio DJ. Me too, yeah. Um, and then we started taking those classes. And then the first night I had to get trained, 
And I was nervous as crap, you know, trying to remember where the buttons and all that was. Mm -hmm. And about the third time in, I was like, I think I got this. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, but it felt good and I really enjoyed it. And, um, I, I still enjoy, um, I still enjoy those times. Right. You know, I, it's fun to be able to get in behind a console like that and, you know, reach out and touch all three listeners at once. Yes, you know, exactly. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I used, to, I used to always joke about my radio show. It was like, you know, hey, we're spiking in the high single digits. Tonight. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm those, sure it was more than that because, you know, I grew up, we both listened to WVCP. Oh, when yeah, we were in, in high, high school. school. We well, all did. One of the guys I a, went to high school with was one of those geniuses that was taking college classes up there. But he, oh, was, he was on the air. But yeah. he was on the air. Yeah. And he went on to be an on air news guy down in the Tri Series, nice, nice. Tri uh, Cities. Uh, right. His name Lo, uh, Joe Legee. Okay. Um, you know, and you know, I'm, I was like, "How'd you get on the radio at, mm-hmm. at the college?" And I signed up. <laughs> he was like, "I just did it." Yeah, I, I was like, "Yeah." No, I, I radio was fun. Mm-hmm. Radio was fun, and then I found out that the marketing and advertising goobs actually run everything, and I was like, "Oh, this sucks." Yeah, I know, and it took all the fun away. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what do you mean I don't get to be Howlin' Wolf? Yeah, well, you know, it's a, it is what it is, you know. All right, my next one. This is a very specific thing that happened. Okay. This is what I have written down. Last day of junior year. Oh. Okay. okay. So here's what happened. Last day of junior year of high school. Okay. We're there. It's half day. There's not much going on. You're basically picking up your report cards, you know, and and hanging out with your friends for a few hours before you go your separate ways during the summer because back then we didn't have, you know, cell phones and, and, um, you know, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of, you kind of, if you didn't live close to your friends, like in the same neighborhood, you didn't see them until until August rolled around again, you know, if they came back a lot of times, yeah. you know, you might make phone calls or something like that, but that's, yeah, that's about it. So last day of my junior year of high school, uh, my friend, uh, pastor Dave that we've, we've spoken about on here. Quite Shout a bit. out to pastor. Dave. That's right. Um, it's like, Hey man, bring your guitar to school. Cause he's a guitarist. Hey Dave. And quit shaving, quit shaving, <laughs> quit shaving. What's wrong with you? I know you need to grow out the beard like the rest of us, man. Uh, quit but buying all this frou frou antique <laughs> razor garbage. Yeah, I'm calling you out, buddy. Calling you out. You know, we're going to hear about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we love you, Dave. We really do. Um, so, yeah, um, he was like, Yeah, man, bring your guitar to school. Yeah. And I was kind of like, I didn't really played my guitar for anybody you know much you yeah. know it was like I, I knew new songs and stuff you know but i just i'd never really you know so i come to school that day and bring it in you know and of course all of a sudden we got an audience well of course of girls yeah this is the greatest day of my life up to that point <laughs> i'm still trying to understand why it took you that long to figure it out it just you know but it was it was funny because it's one of those things that you know i like i hung around even like after school would let out you know because i was just like hanging out and like oh do you know such a, yeah period you know i'm playing yeah playing the same songs over and over and they're all singing and this kind of stuff and i literally like went home that day and started practicing because I was like, when I come back for our senior year, I am going to know all the songs they want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> and 
suddenly the secret of the guitar was and, revealed yeah, to I know, Alan. I know, and it was like, all right, you know. But I have always said that that, like that, the last day of junior year of high school changed my trajectory. I, I get and, it. I get it. As a teenager, and for the rest of high school, with that last year of high school, you know. So, yeah. So yeah, that one's that there. There's that one. So. What you got? Well, kind of along the same lines. I don't know if it was life changing or not, but um, when Debbie finally berated me enough to where I finally got up and sang <laughs> a song karaoke, at yeah. karaoke, and I was like, "This is." She a- didn't take no for an answer. No, she really didn't. <laughs> I don't. I never. You know, I just sang at church. Like, right, oh, it's right. church, you know, and I'd sing in the shower. Eh, you know. Yeah, we all did that and, in the car. You yeah. Know, and then she made me get up and sing. And then after I sat down, I was like, oh, that was embarrassing. I had like people I didn't know come up and be like, hey, man, that was really good. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, two or three weeks later when we'd go back in, she would ride me hard trying to get me to do another song. And then it just got to where I was doing it a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then it got to the point where I was enjoying it. Yeah. You know, to where I actually enjoy doing a little singing now. A little. A little. little. Only a little. Yeah, a little. <laughs> oh, why not? I get it. I, I'm the same way. Um, uh, okay, so along that line. Well, what's funny is it, it ends up that I tend to do harmonies and stuff yeah. more than. But you're really good with that. So. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, yeah, you are. But I can't sing harmony to save my life. You know? <clears throat> I mean, if someone shows me, like, if somebody, like, this yeah. is what you need to sing, sure. But picking them out on my own, I, I've never been able to do that very well at all. And. It just it just doesn't come natural for me is what so I just I just kind of hear yeah, them. I know so there you go but See? then again I'm the guy that has to tune your guitar for you so <laughs> no you don't because I have a chromatic tuner now so yeah you still need me every once in a while well what did well, I say what I've what I've come to finally learn as I've gotten older it's not that my ears out it's that all of my guitars needed the intonation fixed on them <laughs> It's like, this says it's in tune. Wait a second. It doesn't sound like it's in tune. No, it's in tune. Open. <laughs> you start yeah. like, playing notes, and it's out because the intonation's messed up. So I've had to learn to like fix my own guitars for that kind of stuff, which is not that big a deal, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, along that same line, I'm actually skipping a little bit. because it's, it's, I've kind of been skipping over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put Rainmaker on here. Rainmaker was the first band I was in. With me and Colin and Justin, yeah, okay, and Derek. Yeah. You know, yeah. This is before we met. You know, this I was the same year we met, but it was the band previous to the one that Tony and I. This is the one I, that you guys were always always playing the pizza place with, right? Yeah, playing at Guido's, yeah. And uh, that was one of those things where it was like, I want to be in a band. I want to be in a band. I want to be in a band. And then all of a sudden, I was in a band. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, this is awesome. I love this. You know, and it wasn't even anything. It wasn't any of the other stuff that I thought being in a band was going to be awesome for. Yeah. It was the actual getting on stage uh, and people responding. Yeah. That's awesome. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And it's not just that they're responding. They're responding to the stuff that I've helped write. Yeah. And this is awesome. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, just, <laughs> yeah. And you no, know, that's I been 27 years almost now, you know, no, since all it. that, but it's still one of those there's things. Where not it's a like, feeling in the world. No, like it. That first band, that first that first experience of jumping on stage and grabbing that microphone. No, it's and not going just the first. It, and, it's like that every well, time. Well, I get it, but but that first time of doing that, and then yeah. like people responding well to it is like, oh, I want this all the time. Being nervous as crap. <laughs> being nervous as crap. Being nervous yeah. as crap. 
being nervous as crap through the like first two or three songs and then finally finally (laughs) relaxing going no okay i can handle this i have found over the years like from the very first time i got in front of a crowd and sang which was actually when i was in college before this band you know that kind of stuff like melissa you know with all that i found that i would get nervous about an hour before we're supposed to go on and then it would calm down about 15 minutes before we're ready to go on stage. I'm actually ready to, to do whatever. And I'm fine until after I set that first foot off the stage. And then all yeah. of a sudden, it's just like all of it. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's well, after, not during, not not right yeah. before and not during. It's after that I'm like, oh, my God, what did I just do? <laughs> no, I'm... I'm a slow burn building, 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 building right up until the point of showtime. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at my height. And I don't relax until probably five, 10 minutes into it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that even goes, you know, working behind the scenes today because now I do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And now I'm a nervous wreck right up until time of, you know, whatever we're doing. Right, right. And then we get into it. And once everything's rolling, um, that heart rate drops and I'm like in a, I'm in a groove at that point. That is along that, but in, in your conversation here, yeah. that's something you, you're describing that I've felt that with a lot of things where you're like, you're building towards something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize, no, I'm right in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, this is going well. Okay. You yeah. know what, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of that, like you don't realize you're in it until like you're in it, in it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this is what. Oh, all right, here we go. You know. Well, no, it's it's more about it's more about actually being in it and mm-hmm. doing it that tends to calm me down. Right. That even if something goes wrong, I'm able yeah, to I'm slide it over that. and go. Okay, yeah. I can fix that. We can get this. Okay, right. we can work around that. Right. Yeah. Cool. What do you but, got? Uh, is that what you're talking about now? No. Because uh, it's your turn, Colin. If any of you guys, Colin, Derek, Justin, yeah. if you guys are listening out there. What's up? I love you guys. I miss you. And I can't wait to like actually start playing music again. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on that. Hey, Barry, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I got to go a second car. I'm okay. a, I'm a car guy. I know. It's a big I deal. Know. You've talked about it a lot. Um, first car was that ugly station wagon. Second car was same year as the first car. Mm-hmm. It had exactly the same drivetrain mm-hmm. as the first car. Problem is, it was packed into a very smaller frame. Okay. It was a 1984 Z28. Oh, nice. 5.0. Oh, yeah. H.O. Yeah. Fire yeah, engine yeah. red with the gray trim on the bottom, T-tops, the whole kit. I remember that car. I remember that car. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that car. Mm-hmm. That Going from that station wagon to that Camaro was just like, oh, finally, I have the cool car. And just for everybody who's listening <clears throat> out there, if that car had not wrecked, I'd still be driving that thing. He would, he would be Johnny Lawrence in Cobra Kai still driving no. that. <laughs> My car would be in a lot better shape because I would have been taken. I was I was in the process of trying to rebuild it when it Yeah, yeah, no, I know. You know, I had done I was working on all the internals, I was replacing components, I was actually trying to bring the car back to what it it was and then that jerk pulled out in yeah. front of me going the other direction. Right, right, right. Ramming right. the back oh, of that I got it. Dodge yeah. mm-hmm. Uh it's okay. It's only it's been twenty. I love six that car. Years. I yeah. still love that car. I yeah. lo- every once in a while I'll hop on Facebook Marketplace and I see know. if I can I find know. Dude, the price on those things have gone out the roof. 
speaking of that, we're going to go into my next one here. Yeah. My Jeep. I, I wish Buying I... Buying that Jeep. Same. I had a 94 that Wrangler. My, that was my fourth car. Uh-huh. I, have, I remember going and buy because I bought that car on my own. I legitimately, like, I was driving, I, you know, because one says I knew I had to get a new vehicle, and I had, yeah. had gotten some inheritance money from after my grand, or my grandfather yeah. died. So I had enough money for the down payment, like, actually a pretty sizable down payment to, you know, so yeah. I, I wasn't. And so it was one of those things that I was driving down the road, and there was a used car place right here local. And I was like, I just want, and I'd seen it out there a couple of times, yeah. you know, and I was like, I'm going to go look at that just to, um, because I knew I, I was going to have to buy a new car, you know? And so I went over there and I looked at it and the guy was kind of like, oh, hey, you know, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And he, he asked some kind of, it was one of those things he was like, oh, well, I'm not making a sale today, this kid, you know, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and because it was one of those things, I wasn't there five minutes. He's like, let me, he was like, let me ask you a question. I'm like, okay. He goes. If you were going to buy today, did do you even have money for a down payment? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, how much? I was like, I got about eight grand. <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, well, let me show you. What was what you wanted to see? I was like, I want to see that Jeep out there. Okay, let me go get the keys real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, it costs more than eight grand, but it was one of those things that it was like, yeah. I put a big down payment on it and. Yeah, you know, I wound up with a very small car payment for like two years, and it was yeah. no big deal. You know, my Jeep was five grand. Mm-hmm. I, I later found out why it was five grand. Right, that's it all the problems with it. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> I, I spent I spent years dumping money into that thing. Yeah, but I loved it. Oh, I know, I miss it. I, yeah. I miss, and, and that's what I get saying. Every once in a while, I go in the marketplace, and I'm yeah. like, how much are they? They're how much? Yeah. <laughs> which is let me go back and look at one of the older ones. They're how much? Yeah. And just, oh my goodness. Which, which is why I am probably working my way towards my next um, money pit motorcycle. Uh, yeah, motorcycle. <laughs> motorcycle. I, knew that. I am probably going to try to go do the riders class nice. uh, in June or nice. July or something nice. like that. Okay. What's your next one? Come on. I really don't know. I talked about Come dad on. passing. We've got less than 10 to go. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Girlfriend, something. You don't have to say her name. <laughs> I've had several girlfriends. Mm, I've already talked. Real, like, love I've, I've or already talked you know? about that one. Yeah. You know, I met her at church camp and, yeah. you know, all that. And we're actually still friends. We still talk. Nice. You know, that I don't have any enemy girlfriends. Um, I have one ex-wife that doesn't want to speak to me. At yeah. all, uh, I have one girlfriend that I know. I it's better that I don't talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have yeah. a couple of them that just disappeared. Like I have no yeah. idea where they are. And, like I've never, I've never had any breakups that were like violently. I right. hate you. I hate you. Right. You know, it's it's always been fairly not amicable, but like yeah, this you is run over. Its course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and the reason why I. I Go ahead. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think. All right, I'll go ahead with my next yeah. one. Yeah. That girlfriend. And you know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to say her name. Those of you who know, you know. Yeah. Um, those of you who don't, um, she is the one whose name will not be spoken because I swear every time that I do, she pops back up again. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been years and years and years. Question. Uh-huh. Um, the name of one place, Denim and Diamonds. Yes. Yeah. That okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was 
and the reason why I put it on the 25 things that changed my life before I was 25, because yeah. this was my first toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prior to that, I had not been in one. You know, I dated girls and, and it just didn't work out or whatever, you know, but it was one of those things where it wasn't yeah. a, I, when this, when this one was finally over, it was, I don't need to talk to her for a long time. Yeah. For a very long time. I take like, that back. I, I had one girlfriend that the breakup was ugly. Yeah. Uh, but we're friends now. Yeah. So. Well, that's the whole thing with this one is that. Yeah. I only got one proper, or one proper breakup out of all the times that we. Yeah. And the rest of the time, it was just like, hey, are you going to answer your phone? Are you going to, you know, that type of stuff. Ghosting before ghosting was a thing, you know. And I'll admit. And then she would just show up again six months later. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll admit, on all of my relationships, it was usually because I was either um, stupid. Okay. Um, naive. Mm-hmm. Um, inept. Mm-hmm. Or... I found somebody else and I just moved on. Okay. I've never done that. Well, okay, maybe I did kind of. So it was kind of, I say kind of because we weren't together any longer. I've got one that I pulled the ultimate ghost on though. Okay. Um, We were going out and then we moved out of town. And you didn't tell her? Yeah, I didn't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, anybody tell you, see, anybody see my boyfriend? Yeah, he moved like two weeks ago. Do you yeah. know about this? Like, yeah. at all? <laughs> no forwarding address, no phone numbers. Wow. Just, That's a dick move, man. Just, <laughs> just gone. It's like, it's like man, I'm, I, this is not going anywhere. This is not. It's like, uh, we're moving? Uh, okay. Yeah. This will work. <laughs> that makes it easy. <laughs> and, and then and then she ran me down on Facebook years later. So yeah. it's like, oh, hey, oh, how hey, are you? you. Good to, yeah. Not so mad, are you? <laughs> okay, okay, good, 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 good. So it kind of run its course at that point anyway. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. I, 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 yeah. Okay. You've run out of stuff, haven't you? Okay. Well, no, I can, I've got like some big stuff, you know, like no, when I, ahead. when I graduated from college, Okay. you know, when I actually graduated from WKU. That was after 25 though. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. It's because believe me, I got to look and I was like, oh wait, I have like two things that are past yeah. 25 on here. So, you know, it, it's made, it's like major life changing things now. Like I graduated college in like May. Mm-hmm. And in September, I was getting married. Right. You know, so I had two major life-changing events, you know, back to back. And let's just say I wish I kind of, I'm glad I have the degree. The degree, the the material that I learned Mm -hmm. um, has been great. I've really enjoyed the material that I learned. The problem is it did not help me get a job in that industry 100% (laughs) at all. Welcome to the job market. We got nothing for you. Yeah. And it was it was a real struggle to get a foot in trying to do something that I could do with the stuff that I had learned. Right, right. And and that's another one of the the arguments against college. Yeah. Well, maybe if I had just gone and gotten a job in this industry um, yeah. somewhere and worked my way through this, by the time you know that four years, you've got the experience. Yeah. And, well, I'll know. say this. Um, because of the way the liberal arts colleges are set up, mm-hmm. it kind of screwed me. Okay. Because I wanted to do broadcasting, but I wanted to minor in computer science. Okay. But because they were both technical, 
they right. wouldn't let me do it. So I had to pick a minor that was a liberal arts right, minor. Right. So right. instead of learning additional skills that could help me in the job, the marketplace right now. Right. I had to learn a liberal. Now the minor that I picked, I loved, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot of stuff from it. Mm-hmm. And if I had been able to get into the industry, I had a fantastic education background to do documentary film making and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't quite work out. Yeah, I know. All of those resumes got turned down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I understand. So, I understand. But yeah, if I a- if they <laughs> If they had let me just do the computer science side, you know, I would be a lot better off than I am right now. I got you. Um, so I, I do fault my college on that. My next one. By the way, stop calling my house asking for donations because until I get my student loans paid off, <laughs> you're not getting a red dime. I know. I and know. even then, you might not get a red I dime know. because you didn't let me take the minor I wanted to take. Oh, I, I know. Believe me, I know. The next one on my list is one that you will appreciate as much as me. Okay. Vol State. Yeah. Oh, no. That's a, yeah, that's part Ball of the college Vol State thing. was my second home for many, many years. <laughs> uh, you and me both. I know. I, I mean, know. that's where this relationship really kind of yeah, started. Yeah, it really did. I mean, we had met years prior, but that was when we really became friends. You yeah. Know? And, um, and I have many friendships because I met Kim there. You know, I, that's uh, I met toxic girl there. I'm, you know, I met. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I met. You know, I met Melissa because of all state. You know, I met many, many other people because well, of that place. Lynn, Lynn Peterson, James. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like we just got to go through all of these. You know these people that yeah these people might be professors as well as you know just friends oh, uh, Mr. Mr. E, e. I know yeah, exactly huge one. you know um, and uh, yeah it's just one of those things that it like it, it brought so much into my life too bad it cost my dad so much money but it was <laughs> oh no 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 it, I know you paid for all the I had to pay for all of mine out of pocket right so now at that time it wasn't anywhere near as expensive as it is now no not, not by I a mean, long it, shot not by a long shot. Um, but yeah, I, I, that Vol State, cause that was, it wasn't just that. It was also the fact that that was the first time when I went there, I was like, oh, you mean I'm going to actually learn stuff? Like, oh yeah. I'm not just going to be reciting back stuff that they want me to, to, you know, to pair it back to them. It's, oh, you're, well, uh, you mean you're actually, you actually care about my opinion <clears throat> on, on some of this stuff? Well, that's when my academics actually changed. Yeah. Because I got good all of a sudden. It was, uh, I cared. I started caring is, is, is the difference. Well, so. it, it, I was getting to learn stuff that I was actually interested in. Right. For a change. Now, there was some stuff, you know, you had to go through all you the requirements and all that. Right, and, I know. And, and, you know, some of that was interesting. And, the fact that the teachers would actually let you debate with them and, and call them out on crap. And it wasn't a because I said so, like high school had been, yeah. you know, it's everything up to that point had been. It was a, okay, well, let's talk about this. Why is it you feel this way? Yeah. Well, what about you over here? How, what Do you have a, this, a different opinion? Okay, well, yeah. th- then what, 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 is the, what is the big difference between the way you feel and the way Dave feels? Yeah. You know, it's kind of one of those now, things where it's. I had a history teacher mm-hmm. that I called out on. Um, what I perceived her correct or her incorrect interpretation right, of one right. of the amendments was. Right. I was like, uh, that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. And here are the reasons why it's incorrect. And she's like, well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. I was like, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And here's the documentation to show that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she was like, oh, you're not a typical student, no, are you? Exactly. You know, I know. Believe me, that's a... It's like, no, I actually enjoy history, and mm-hmm. you're you're letting your personal opinions um, tie into, you know, 
historical fact. Right. And you need to stop it. Mm-hmm. And then I had one teacher that was just such a problem that three quarters of the class got up in the middle of class and went over to the dean of students <laughs> and filed a complaint. Yeah. Well. And I was one of them that went with. We 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 all yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we all know about that. So, uh, believe me, I, I had my run-ins, not just with yeah. teachers. I had run-ins with, you know, the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I had my run-ins. Let's put it oh, that every, way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask. Did you take um, uh, Lena Sante? Yes. Well, kind of. Kind of. Let's talk about that off. Okay. <laughs> 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 I had I had him for speech class. Okay, dude came in and sat down in the back of the room like he was one of the students, and was like asking around and you know right, cutting right. up with us. And then he got up and he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm the teacher." Right. And we're like, "Dirty pool." Right. That's just wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was a fun class. Yeah. Now I I never had him for actual class. Yeah. But I was on the forensics team at, for a little while. Oh, gotcha. Never, he say was, no more. He was say no more. You know, um, and it was his class that um, we had to write the persa- persuasive speech, mm-hmm. and I wrote it on why you should register for vote, to vote. And then he was like asking the class, you know, what they thought about it. And he's like, "All right, how many are you going to register to vote?" And several people raised their hand. He's like, "Are you registered to vote?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> he's like, "Okay, well, that's yep. There's there the go. grade. There you go. That's it." So. Um, I think we can agree that we were both on the Vol State thing there. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna move on to my next one. Yeah, um, I'm just basically trying to dovetail into yours at this point because I'm I'm not gonna lie, well, I was unprepared. And another one, I know that you're going to dovetail into mm-hmm. Waffle yeah. House. Actually, I was doing Waffle House before you showed up. I know, but it's still one of those things that Waffle House has been a big part of our life. Yeah. It is still a very big part of our life. Now, we don't go and sit there all night and drink coffee. And, no, and, you we know, still go in there occasionally. Fix the world's problems, but we do go in there occasionally for a couple of hours and fix the world problems. But it's <laughs> I don't think there's enough Gorilla Glue at this point. Uh, I wish we have a, a different you know, point of view than we did when we were 20, actually, 21, 22 years old. Actually, mine's old. not too far off from where I was when I was 20, 22 uh, years old. Mine, mine definitely is. Yeah, you're, you're, you're working off a sliding scale at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, that's uh, I've always been working off a sliding scale. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the thing is, is that I'm in control of that slide, and it slides all over the place. So <laughs> yeah, to quote a good comedian, I think your butter's done slipped off your mouth. Yeah, your, something your like that. So. But yeah, Waffle House. Waffle again, House, yeah. Waffle House, you know, that was... Um, Oh, oh, as there's, you know, uh, the other thing, Corey, I met Corey at Ball State. That yeah. was another thing, you know, that Corey. Now, Waffle House again plays back into me and you and Corey. Yeah. You know, being being one of those things of but like, I was oh, in, hey, I was in blah, blah, blah. band in high school with Corey, I know. so I'd and known him. Well, I'm forever. talking about from my yeah. of like, okay, the, there's the three of us. I, but, yeah. you know, that's where I met, you know, Jen and Liz and Cara and Andy and Tina and Mike and you know and all these people. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's like this is kind of cool because. Most of those people are still people I care to talk to. And <laughs> yeah. Some of them not so much anymore. One of them in particular is on my bad list you right now. You got unfriended. Yeah. Now you got blocked is what you got. Oh, so. dude. Dude, he he pissed me off. Oh, my goodness. So well. Should have known. I should have known, though. I mean, it's just so. I, just, I can't believe it out of the I love you, man, guy. I know. I know. But it's just. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Waffle House. Waffle House. Yeah, I still love Waffle House. I will still eat at Waffle House anytime. 
Yeah. Anytime. So. Of course, I'm not doing anything the day afterwards. Well, I'm not quite there yet, but it's... Uh, oh, it's coming. The, oh, I don't doubt it. It's I mean, coming. Th- th- there have been a couple of times where I was just like, maybe I need to rethink what I order when I go to Waffle House. You know? <laughs> 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 Admittedly, I don't take my hash browns the way I used to. Burt's chili is a little much these days. so it's <laughs> Burt's chili was always a little much. Well, it's a whole lot much these days. Let's and put it that I way. admit I used to put it on my hash browns. Yeah, so. I did too. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah just all those times that we sat at waffle house and you know just were yeah. young and angsty and trying to figure out life and what better place to do it than in a greasy spoon at 2 30 in the morning you know with so, a good jukebox yeah yeah so or sitting over in the corner with a guitar and half the restaurants yeah there's along. that also yeah you know? um you anything i'm uh, getting married Getting married, okay. Getting married changed everything. You definitely everything. didn't do that under twenty five. No, I definitely didn't do that under twenty five. <laughs> but you want to talk about major life changing? Oh yeah, experience? no, I've done it twice, so I know. It's a, I, I've done it one less than you. Yes, um, and you've been successful with yours. So it's <laughs> for thirteen years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the jinx year. So it's <laughs> somebody tried to blame us for 2020. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, you somebody go. tried to blame us for 2020. I was like, don't you put that negativity on me? Don't you mm, think I about it? I don't was you like, put that evil on me. <laughs> th- this year sucked before my birthday even. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I know. Well, no, that's a major life changing experience. What? We had a big, big thing planned for my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we had something like 12, 14 people that were going to... This gonna, year or the last year? No, I mean, the, yeah, last year for March. Yeah. And we were going to go because I hadn't had a good deep dish Chicago pizza oh, yeah. in forever. And I found out they opened up a Geno's East here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's actual honest to goodness. I didn't, I, I wasn't aware of 312 in oh, Germantown yeah. yet. And from what I understand, they're amazing, but I haven't had a chance to go try them yet. Okay. But I found out there was a Geno's. I've had Geno's East before. I was like, there's a Geno's East here? So we were all going to go to Geno's East for, honest to goodness, Chicago deep dish pizza. And it was exactly at the time that they were starting to lock things down. Oh, okay, yeah. It was the weekend mm-hmm. that the lockdowns happened. Um, it happened on Monday is when they locked everything down. But it started the... We were going to go on Saturday night, and we started getting calls on Thursday. Hey, um, we're kind of watching the news. I don't think we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got to Saturday night to go to Geno's, it had gone from 14 people to me, my wife, and our friend Tanya. Wow. And downtown was a ghost town. Yep. And there was only like three other parties in Geno's. Mm-hmm. And I got my Chicago deep dish, and then we decided to go over to Chicago, um, uh, the cheesecake place. Uh-huh. What's the cheesecake uh, cheesecake factory? Yeah, uh, for dessert, and that place was deserted. <laughs> and then it we was de- deserted, and you no. you deserted it even more. <laughs> yeah. And then we went into Green Hills Mall, yeah. and you would have thought that. The mall had closed and right, locked us right, in. Right. That's how empty it was. Right. So my birthday this year was the beginning of the lockdowns, mm-hmm. and like my birthday got ruined because of it. Because it, so it was your fault. Is what you're saying? No, it's it, not it, my it was fault. Your fault. It all happened around your birthday. So. 
It's all because of you, Dave. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Something always happens to ruin my birthday. Yeah, well, yeah. the federal government did it permanently when they moved daylight savings time. Oh, yeah, because that's right. Because yeah. it inevitably lands on the weekend of my birthday. Right. Yeah. You know, the and government the government throws, screws something up throws again. Throws both of our systems yeah. way off whenever the, the in the in the fall and the in the no, spring I'm, both. It just throws I'm, me off like crazy. I so. am not right from the time that kicks in until mm. the time that it comes off yeah. in the fall. And once I hit fall, you know, now I'm back in my regular rhythm right. and I feel okay. I'm you know, I'm willing during and they the, moved it so you get like you know four extra weeks of that. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> you know, and during the summer I feel like crap because right. my my rhythm's off. Right. Okay. So, um, my next one. This is an easy one, and this is something that I bought right after I graduated high school, okay. and I still have it all these many years later, and all I right. still love it. It was my black biker jacket. Yeah, you've had that thing forever. Because for the first time, I was like, I feel cool. Like, not for the first time, but it was one of those times where I was like, I feel cool. And at this point, I'm going to tell you to go back and reference our failed attempts at oh, being I know. cool. Believe me, we episode. talked about it. We talked about that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, this is, yeah. And it, it didn't make me cool. But it was one of those things where, like, I love that jacket. I still have that jacket. I still wear that jacket from time to time. Can you still get in it yeah, and all that? Yeah. See, if you go and do the learner's riding thing with me and get a motorcycle, you yeah, can be cool you. again. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> too old to worry about being cool. So. <laughs> I am way too old for that. <laughs> I've never been cool. I, I worried about it at some point. And at some point, I just went, there's no chance this is ever yeah. happening for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you've met me. I'm not cool. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the South. Un, uneloquent Lester Banks. Yeah. Yeah. So that was number 20. So we have five more. <laughs> We haven't quite hit two hours yet, but we're working on it. I'm glad so you're. I'm glad you're driving this one like you do all the rest of the episodes because uh, well, you know, I have my moments. So I guarantee you, there's going to be some more later that are going to be a much easier and much much shorter. So <laughs> you're getting a lot of us here in January and early, probably early February when these episodes go out. So yeah. it's. Uh, I'm I'm the show failure right now, so yeah. So okay, um, anything beyond that um, for you? Getting married and dad dying are like the two major okay. life-changing yeah. things that have happened to me that's really kind of left a mark. Yeah. Um, so one in you know some in a good way and some in not so good, such a good way. Yeah. So, but that's I mean, I mean, you, it, it's he, like, he, he'll have been gone five years in June, and there's still times where it will catch me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know when I'm not expecting it, and it's still hard. Oh, I imagine. I imagine that's uh. Um. Yeah, you know, especially you know, as my parents are getting older. You know, my mom just had a birthday. Yeah, and uh, and dad's going to turn seventy in March. Yeah, and so it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, so, and I've I've joked about this before, but now all of a sudden it's kind of not becoming a joke anymore. Of where I've said, yeah, I, I know how I'm going to die. All the men in my family die in their early seventies with a massive heart attack, and I'm like, well, dad's getting ready to enter his early seventies. Yeah, it's not funny. And he's anymore. already had one heart attack, so yeah. it's kind of one of those. You know. Hey, stop that! Yeah, so it's. Um, I'm talking about the heart attack thing. Stop yeah, that! Yeah. So uh, it's just kind of one of those things. I I, I understand that. Uh, On to a, a less depressing thing here. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sorry. No, it just. Well, here, let's put it, let's you do keep, it this way. You keep asking me about it, and yeah. it, it just keeps. That's the one that keeps coming oh, I, back again because yeah. it's it's the freshest scar right now. Right, right now, I understand that. Yeah, it's, I know it's. I get that. It's a. Uh, um, 
On a similar note of something that's kind of depressing, I put Counting Crows on here. <laughs> that band was a big thing for you. I can I see that. I love them still. They are still one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And, you know, it was, and it was one of those things. We've talked about this before, but, you know, I really was kind of eh about them. Until I saw them in concert because I was the the, the toxic girl wanted to go see them. And oh I was yeah. Like, okay, cool, fine. I got off the tickets. All right, we'll go. And I just sat there for an hour and a half. I was like, how do they know everything that's going on in my life right now? Yeah. You know, it was and it was just like, it was kind of one of those things that hit me at the right right place, right time, right yeah. moment. You know, and um, and they've and been I, with me ever since. So honestly, I'm a little jealous of that. I've never had a band um, do that for me. Really. You know, I've got bands where certain albums I'm like, yeah, I can relate to this. But yeah. to have one that I really connected with yeah. on that level, um, not so much. Yeah. Probably Alice in Chains is the closest to that. I get it. We were, I was, we were listening to, uh, oh, no, you weren't with me. I was listening to their greatest hits. Corey yeah. and I had to go um, pick up a car. You know, he, well, he just got a new vehicle, and I went with him. And I, that's for whatever reason, that morning when I woke up, I was like, I want to hear Alice in Chains. Yeah, and that's what we listened to all the way to Columbia. <laughs> it was just like, no, this is yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, it just hit me. Of yeah. okay, and uh, I mean Lane Lane Staley. Oh, okay, yeah. that's one when he died. That that's yeah. a big one for me because I was doing radio mm-hmm. at Vol State and was on the air, and somebody I knew called up and it's like, hey, did you hear Lane died? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, that's not. And she she was like, yeah, it, yeah, he's gone. And luckily, I had like a three song, right? You know, thing going, and I went in there and pulled the AP wire, mm-hmm. and sure enough, he had passed. And I, it, nothing's ever caught, you know, right? You know, I, people that I don't know, you know, people that I just admired their music and all that. I've never had one catch me like right. that, right? And that one, that one hit me hard. Well, that was what we were talking about earlier. As we're recording this tomorrow, yeah, will be five years since David Bowie died, yeah. And that was one that when it when it happened, I remember getting that um, that notice on my phone, you know, you know, you know, musician David Bowie dies at age sixty nine, just a few days after his birthday, like two days after his birthday, you know, type thing. And it was like, no, no, there's never been a point in my life David Bowie hasn't been there, and some whether it was in a movie or it was on music or or whatever it was, you know. And it it really that affected me for weeks afterwards. I would like all of a sudden be like. David Bowie's not here any longer. That that doesn't but, no. That, but you having know? to be the one to do yeah. the breaking news yeah. on Lane Staley over Ding. Right. Um that really that one caught me hard. Right. And it it's still And that was also one of those things with Lane Staley. Nobody heard anything from him. Like you hadn't heard anything about him in a while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was they found him. You yeah. know, and it was one of those things they had found him like days afterwards, yeah. you know, and which has gotta be horrible even worse you know yeah. you know the decomposition and everything it's just got to be like oh man this is not a first off yeah. it's no way to go and secondly to lay there like that with by yourself you know that that's just uh yeah i, I came it, it hurts just to think about it yeah but yeah no like i said that that counting crows you know i especially i've seen them in concert so many times it's not yeah. even funny i mean it's just a oh man um but yeah, that uh, I still I still love Counting Crows. So okay, uh, one, 
how many more do we have? I think we only got like two or three left. All right, I'm going to get this one out of the way. Okay. And this goes back to something else that we talked about earlier. Alcohol. <clears throat> yeah, it's not a good one for you. No. It started off okay. Yeah. But it was, and, and that's kind of the, I'm looking at it again, the <clears throat> under 25, because it was after 25 whenever it really started becoming a problem. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I'm even lying a little bit when I say Let, that. Let's call it what it was, the depression. All of that stuff led to it. But it was one of yeah. those things going back to we were talking about loss, you know, and like that year that I lost so many people yeah. was the year that I turned 21. And so it was one of those things. I was not really a drinker prior to that. Yeah. I socially here and there. I mean, literally, I was like one of those guys like, yeah, I'll have a couple of beers or something, but I wasn't like a drinker. Yeah. You know? That was the I don't know how to deal with any of this because I'm immature and I've never had to deal with a whole lot of this. Yeah. And. I found a way, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was a, and so, but it was one of those things that on the, on the other side of that a little bit, like after I kind of a couple few couple years had gone by and I'd kind of started finding my footing, who I am, you know, and this and that kind of yeah. stuff. It was one of those things that for a small period of time in there, alcohol was okay. You know, it, it was something that. I wasn't drinking every day. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't self-medicating so much. It had become, you know, social lubricant or whatever, you know, type stuff. It was one of those things that like, no, I could just not drink today. It's okay. You know, type stuff. Then later, because of the depression again, was whenever it really became a really, really bad thing, you know. Um, but I'm actually folding two of them in on this one. Actually, I guess I'm folding all three of these. Sure, in go this, right this, ahead. All, uh, three of the, the four I have left. In that, during that time period when it was fun, you know, when before it was a major problem, was when I met the Aardvarks. Okay. And, you know, that's when we get into, you know, Brody and Toad and Bunny and, and you know, yeah. Catfish and, and, and Rob and and uh, Spud. And, and Yes, I know we're all stupid names, but it was one of those things that that's what we did. You yeah. know, it's a bullet and, you know, this and that. We were just kind of this 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 group of friends who pe- most of those most of them are still really good for Brock. Don't forget to Brock. You oh, know, yeah. You know, I, saw, I saw something about him on Facebook yeah, the other day. Yeah, they're doing... Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, all these people that all of a sudden weren't in my life who are yeah. in my life. And like, no, these are like not just friends. These are like good friends. These, this is yeah. family, you know, type stuff. Well, I mean, and, and I know you're, you're actually a member. Of well, that. I, would, I know you weren't in it with us. But I was a fringe. Right. Hang right. around. Oh, Corey, same thing. You know, yeah. he's in, but not, you know, he's, he was a fringe hang around. I think. With all of that came the beer cellar. Yeah. Which and that whole scene that you guys created down there. Exactly. And that was our no, this is our place. Yeah. This is That this, was your version of cheers. It, it really was. They knew who we were. We would come in and sit down and they would just come and bring the beer they knew what we were drinking. Yeah. Just oh here it is. I already got you set up. You know? Oh, oh, uh, you know, we we got too we got drunk and left and forgot to pay the the bar tab and come back and say, yeah, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> we knew you were going to be back. You know, it's just like one of those things. They knew us. They knew we were going to come in. We were going to spend a lot of money. We were going to have a good time. We were yeah. going to keep the place interesting so other people would want to come in and you know that kind of stuff. And it was a good scene for a couple of years. Yeah. And then some of us overstayed the welcome. Yeah. Not necessarily the welcome, but we over we we overdid it. Yeah. 
and things kind of went downhill after that. But that just beyond 20, like to 20, up to about 27 or so, that was that yeah. was magical there for a couple of years. And uh, well, I, I, what I was going to say is, you know, I, once again, I'm kind of a fringe member, mm-hmm. but you know, we still play poker with Brody and Bunny. Oh, I know. You know, I know. so I know, I know, and it's a uh, and shout out to those guys. I know. Yeah, I don't know that any of them actually listen to this. No, but. they don't. <laughs> they should. Uh, but yeah, you know, so it's kind of like I know I rolled like you know, the yard varks, the beer cellar, and and alcohol all in there together, yeah. you know. Uh, but it was just kind of rampage that came later. Yeah, that was yeah, but that was that, that, that came was, out of that. Yeah. You know, poker came out yeah. of that because we used to play here all the time. You know, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things that you know we did. We were we were the guys from old school before old school existed. Yeah. You know, it was he, like, <laughs> he's not wrong. He is not wrong. We were way too old to be acting the way that we did, but we didn't care. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> at that point, the only thing you were short was a school and a black van yeah, with Craigers exactly. on it. Exactly. Like, we didn't have our blue. Was the only thing you know that was. <laughs> I count Corey as that. <laughs> He's so gonna be pissed when he hears this. <laughs> You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Love you, dude. You got anything else? No, I got one more. This is my twenty-fifth. <laughs> Go right ahead. At this point, I'm just inflicting self-damage. March 30th, 2001, Atlanta, Georgia. Fourth night that U2 is, has been on the Elevation Tour. Oh, okay. And a concert that absolutely changed my life. I had seen U2 prior to this. Yeah. But this was after they had put out All That You Can't Leave Behind, when they had kind of gotten back to... We're going to start being U2 again. Yeah. You know, we're getting away from all the electronic, well, most of the electronica stuff, you know, we're, we're kind of yeah. going back to, <clears throat> to who we were and they, and, and that's, this course is the album had beautiful day and walk on and yeah. stuck in a moment and, you know, and all, and just some great, great, you know, it really did. It, it returned them to, oh yeah, hey, it's U2, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, like, <laughs> you know, type stuff. And that tour I, I actually I saw them five times on that tour. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and it was funny because I actually started. Was that the one that came over to Vanderbilt? Or no, was no, that no, a that different was, one? That was many years. That was like a decade ago. Okay. Uh, I did go to that one as well, um, but it was one of those things. I saw them in Atlanta in March, and then I wound up seeing them again in November when they came back through. Yeah. In, in, into Atlanta, but I saw them in between there in uh, Lexington and Indianapolis, which was actually Bono's birthday. And then I saw them in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, nice. So it was one of those things that I did. I saw them five times on that one tour, and they were all good. But that first one was just amazing. It was. It was absolutely amazing. Like, it changed. It, it just changed the way that I, like, viewed not just their music, but yeah. the whole concert going experience. Because that was the first tour that they did where all the floor was general admission. And they were. It was also those were the cheapest seats. Like if, wow. you, if you if you could get them because you couldn't usually, they were only like twenty five dollars or something. Yeah. You know. But it was one of those things where like at that they had that that heart shaped ellipse that went around the out. You know that was yeah. like the stage. Like it, it came out like the the the, the board the uh, the catwalks came out and they were in the shape of a heart. Yeah. And I was actually inside of that. Oh, nice. Like right up front 
Like there was one person between me and the barricade of the stage. Okay. Type thing standing right there. You know, so it was one of those things. It wasn't. It wasn't just. Hey, I'm here to see my favorite band. You know, because I'd already seen them a couple of times probably yeah. on the on the Pomp Mark tour, which is a completely different. That was stadiums. You know, this was back to arenas. You know, and that kind of that stuff. That was. I think that was the one that came through Vanderbilt. No. It wasn't? No. Pop Mart. No. The, here's the thing. They played here in, in 2011. Okay. They played at Vanderbilt. Uh, the last time that they had played in Middle Tennessee was during the Joshua Tree Tour, and they played in Murfreesboro at, at uh, MTSU's um, Murphy, Center. Murphy Center. Okay. Now, I had seen them on the Pop Mart Tour in Memphis because they played the Liberty Bowl. Okay. Um, and then I'd seen them in Atlanta when they played um, – um, oh, the old the Georgia Dome. Oh, okay. okay. They played there because they were playing like big, like, a, yeah. like stadiums, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and that kind of stuff. And then they came back, and then they were they were only playing arenas, you know. It was, but it was one of those things where it's much smaller, you know, type stuff. And it just it had a much different feel than any concert I'd been to before because it was like there's a lot of excitement around. There's a lot of buzz around this. Yeah. And there's this really weird vibe that's flowing through this crowd of we're witnessing something important, you know, type okay. thing. And, you know, is of course we all know what happened in 2001, you know, just a few months later. And, you know, it was one of those things they were over in, you know, they were in um, Europe touring when 9-11 happened. Yeah. But then they came back. They were back here um, in October. Um and they they started you know they went, they went on the second leg of the North American tour yeah. and ultimately that year um, they played the Super Bowl you know and you can go and watch that on I'm sure you've seen you've seen it you yeah know, but, I, I saw it live yeah you know but it's one of those things that because that that entire thing is on YouTube you can go watch yeah. it you know and it's one of those things where they they did the 9/11 tribute and all this kind of stuff and it was kind of one of those like oh if you believe that things happen for a reason it's like no this album came out a year prior. They went on tour. This bad thing happened, and then they came back to the states and was like, "Okay, it's time for us to all come together and yeah, and heal," you know, type stuff. And it was just kind of one of those like, "Oh no, this is awesome. This is you know." Uh, but it, it started. But like I said, even back before that, it was one of yeah. those things where it's like something going on here. Can't quite put my finger on it, but there's something going on here. I've never had these feelings at a concert before. Yeah, and you know, and it was one of those things that. It sounds so crazy, especially coming from me, but it was like, yeah, it's almost like God walked through the room at one point, you know, during that concert where it was like, okay, I've been to church a lot of times. I've never felt like this before. Uh, you know? Okay. <laughs> but I've often said that, you know, I think you find God where you find God. And, sometimes, and, you know, I think sometimes creative people find it in whether it's music or art or, you know, whatever it yeah. is that they find, you know. And uh, that was, that was a very... Well, life-changing experience well, for I can't, me. You I know? can't top that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to throw anything else out there. It's because you didn't get anything else. <laughs> Actually, I, I, while you no, were talking ahead. about it, go I ahead. thought about another one, but I don't want to ruin that. No, That's a good fine. one to end no, on. No, go ahead. What you got? Uh, it was just um, the first concert I ever went to here yep. in Nashville. Um, you talking about that. I was like, um, my buddy Kevin, mm -hmm. who I went to high school with, who we, had, he and I went and did most of the music stuff that I've done mm -hmm. with him, with the exception of the stuff I've been right. through with you. Um, I had seen where suicidal tendencies was coming through yeah. town. 
I was like, dude, I've always heard about this band. I want right. to go see them. You know, you'd see them on MTV. Right. You know, they had the hat with the, the oh, bill know, that I stuck know. up with the suicidal tendencies. I, I was like, oh, that's it's cool. That punk stuff. You yeah. Know? I was like, yeah, you and know, I, it's like, yeah. You know, I had to listen to a bunch of that, you know, Fishbone and, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys, suicidal tendencies. And I was like, hey, these guys are coming to town. DRI, you know. Like, oh, oh, DRI. Yeah. I hadn't I thought about DRI in forever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but I was like, hey, Suicidal Tendencies come through town. Do you want to go see them? He's like, ah, who are they playing with? I was like, ah, some band called Queensryche. And he was like, oh, Queensryche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, and I couldn't figure out why Suicidal Tendencies was opening up for this band called Queensryche. Right. Who, you know, I, I had seen their video for this song called Operation Mind's Crime. You know, right, Mind right, Crime. Right. You know, I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we get there, and I immediately go to the souvenir stand, and I buy the hat because I've been wanting the hat, which right. I still have the hat around the house somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I love that hat. Yeah. And I, Suicidal Tendencies blew the roof off the place. Mm-hmm. I'm, You know, it was awesome. And then this band called Queensryche comes out. And I'm like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. What is this? And they played because... As a lot of us now know, you know, they had all the legal problems. They never got the tour with the Operation Minds Crime right. album. They played the album in its entirety mm-hmm. from first song to last song. Mm-hmm. Took a 15-minute break, did a stage changeover, came back out and played the entirety of their Empire album, Empire yeah. album, yeah. which yeah. they had just put out. Right. Um, with the song Silent Lucidity, right. which like when Empire and you know, yeah. uh, Better Man or Be a Better Man or whatever it was, but the, the best band that I can, that yeah. was the name of it, yeah. But the first time I heard Silent Lucidity, I was like, Pink Floyd's got a new album out. Oh, I know that they definitely have a, that song, yeah, has a Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd vibe to it, you yeah. Know? And I was like, I didn't realize, and I'd been searching for this, you know, new Pink Floyd song to right, come out, right. not realizing it was Queen's Rock, and then all of a sudden, hear these guys on stage playing it, yeah, and their stuff was. Perfect. I, I mean, it was like CD quality perfect. Right. I'm like, oh, man, these guys are real players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was my first concert experience after I had moved to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. At the um, municipal. Municipal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, yeah concerts, now it's, it's nowhere good is what you were just talking about. <laughs> but that was my experience, yeah. though. I mean, that's, you know, that everybody has some experience yeah. you know like that and that's the whole thing it was like we're going through these 25 you know whatever and yeah. probably shouldn't have gone 25 but it, it was it seemed like a good idea at the time <laughs> uh, <laughs> which you know which you know coincidentally was kind of my uh, uh my motto until i turned about 25 <laughs> seemed like a good, a good idea at the time you know it's a, uh but yeah it was just kind of one of those i i thought you know we do these yeah, weird episodes every once in a while where we kind of you know it's a little more life experience it's stories it's yeah. you know whatever but I figured we can come up with something you know we should be able to, to do this I struggled through it yeah but Sorry. it was also one of the things I kind of sprung this on you like last night and I was like I know there's no way he's going to come up with all this stuff you know I probably, because I had already been making my list when I started thinking about this yeah. a couple weeks ago you know so. and I probably could have come up with better but I woke up with like yeah. 
Well, I should I, I, I should have told you two weeks ago when I came up with the idea. Hey, start yeah. start writing this stuff down. You know, it's a, but I woke up almost on the edge of a migraine this morning, yeah, and I yeah. still haven't been able to shake it. And so. we've been doing this for hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, whenever this one goes up, because I don't know which order we're going to put these in, but you know, we did take the first week of January off yes. because we just kind of needed it. But we're not going to do to you like we did last year, where we didn't come back for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, he was tired of seeing me. Uh, nah, he, he was tired of carrying. We, me on the through, you know, podcast we made it through the holidays we you know made it through so much more and so now we're where we are and it's just like okay 2021 here we are let's yeah. go uh hit the ground running let's go you know yeah i feel like i should have yelled leroy jenkins at, <laughs> at midnight on new year's eve yeah almost so so anyways guys thank you once again for spending a lot of time with us from this episode uh we and if you're still around after listening to this episode thank you for sticking yes, around yes, because yes. tell all your friends tell you if you don't like somebody tell your enemies yeah uh you know if you didn't like this so it's one of those things that we really were glad that you uh are sticking around you stuck around with us and and made the we were telling Dave you know, the last half of, of 20 or the first half of 2020 was not good for us no partially because you know we were having we, we couldn't record the way we normally did but also the fact that our numbers just fell off now I know that there were you know a lot of people oh well listen on commutes and I'm not commuting now and yeah. so last half of 2020 though you guys really stepped up for us we really and appreciate the numbers it. you know the, the numbers have been good for since July and we appreciate that for you guys sticking around and um hey, yeah we're going to keep doing this thing because we enjoy it so so come on over to the project x project, project gen, gen x, x podcast <laughs> on facebook you That's know right. and holler at us let us, right. let us know where you're at and who you are facebook and, instagram yeah instagram on instagram you can also follow us on we try to reply pretty just, regularly if you need to get in touch with, or you want to you know tell us something or whatever our our um, email, address. email address is project gen x at uh, gmail.com is it project gen x or project gen x pod i'm pod. sorry uh, matter of fact that's put it all in the show notes no that's the and it's project gen x pod at G, yes it'll be in the show notes but all of our our social media stuff is project gen x yeah so that's uh, um we're we're good with that and guys thank you so much uh and we will be back soon i am alan smith i'm big dave and we will see you have a good one